Blog Talk Radio. This is Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay and Dre. Sequitur before the real thing begins. A little football talk here tonight with you live on a Sunday night, August 26, 2018. I'm Dre, he's Jay. Good to talk about some of this so called football that's been played so far in the preseason. It, it resembles football, it it's kind of looks like football, but then see some football plays made and there's flags everywhere and it's like wait a minute that, that was that was a football play it was what how what how's that a penalty we we got the new rules the new contact rules and and trying to reduce the hits with the crown of the helmet and all of that it's it's it doesn't look promising so uh so far in the preseason it looks like it might be a some sort of a crap storm of a season with all the stuff that's going on uh jay is here and we are both going to be joined by an old friend of ours, uh, Mark T. Skinner, classical school class of '88, represent because we are joined live on the air by our old classmate from Football Fan Rush Radio. It's Renard. What's going on, man? Going. Uh, uh, are you sure we on a football show? Because we're talking about this sport that um. What I've been watching in the preseason doesn't resemble what I had been watching in previous season. It, it vaguely resembles it, but there, there's a lot more dancing going on. There's a lot more hand action and dancing. There's not really a lot of football hits. It, it seems like uh, a lot more hand-to-hand combat or contact. Or I'm not quite sure what to make of it. You've, you've watched this stuff this preseason. Jason, I think, has watched a little of the preseason. You guys can – Fill me in. I, I'm gonna lay out for a second, uh, but you guys have watched some of this stuff. What what the hell's going on out there? What, what how bad has this been? The problem is, in my opinion, we're all we're calling all of it the helmet room. The the problem is not all of these bad calls are under the helmet rule. Some of it's the helmet rule. Call last week in the Vikings game uh, where everybody is nicknaming it the helmet rule has nothing to do with the helmet rule. Is they drove the quarterback into the ground, and there's also another new rule that is being nicknamed the Aaron Rodgers rule because they don't want quarterbacks being driven into the ground because we lost Aaron Rodgers for half the season. And then you got the helmet rules. You got the the late the late hit rule on QBs, and they're bringing it back. And then it's so many new rules. And then the NFL doubled down on if they're going to enforce these rules. And I don't even disagree with what the NFL recently said: is if they follow the rules correctly it's not that bad of a shock to our system. The problem is these refereeing crews are calling the rules incorrectly. They are uh, 
some crews are calling it every three seconds. Other crews, crews are actually trying to follow the rules. And you might watch a game and you might think it was four helmet rules. Well, it was one helmet rule, two drive a quarterback into the ground rule, two unnecessary roughness calls. As fans, we can't tell what the heck we're watching. Yeah, this is this is exactly you know this is that's a hundred percent spot on. This is so you have the the Buster Posey slash Aaron Rodgers rule, which is now the uh oh a star player got hurt, so now we have to change the rule that caused that player to get hurt, and and and, and you know t- take away let's take away you know basically uh, good defense. You know you had, you had texted me about this today, Andre, and said that. Did you see about the new roughing the passer rule, which I had really been mostly oblivious to? And then, so I looked at, you know, I was like, well, what are you talking about? And you're like, well, if you drive a quarterback into the ground, you're going to get the flag. You know, and, and having played just street quarterback, you know, playing in the street with you or, you know, in, in the in the schoolyard after school, I'm thinking, man, if, you know, and, and I was always one of these people was like, yeah, I'm going to use the rules any way I can. If, if I'm the quarterback and I, I just threw a, an incompletion on third down and a defender's near me, I'm pulling them on top of me. Yeah, why the hell not? I mean, if I'm about to get hit by a guy, what's to stop me from just kind of grabbing a handful of jer- jersey and making sure that he comes with me so I can get a free 15 yards in the first down, right? Yeah, and the, refer- I mean, the referees are calling things. the king of that. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers sees the 12th man on the field, he – he hike, he calls the hike mm-hmm. immediately and gets a five yard play, gets a free play one way or the other. So now that you bring that up, as a Bears fan, you just scared me even more, Jason. <laughs> yeah, well, and obviously this is going to benefit more. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a bit fragile, um, but if you're Ben Roethlisberger or Cam Newton, oh you're a big God. dude. Yeah, I mean if you're you're bigger than the guy who's trying to hit you. I mean, if I see a safety coming or a DB coming on a corner blitz and he's about to get to me. Yeah, I'm going to let him hit me. I'm going to grab his jersey. I'm going to fall to the ground and go, oh, oh, God, he's on top of me. I mean, you're basically like using this dude like he's a like he's a ventriloquist dummy at that point, just laying there on the Cam ground. Newton? I mean, Cam Newton's trying to get himself murdered anyways. Might as well get a first down out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was watching – I saw five minutes of a preseason game with the Panthers from this last week on replay, on NFL replay, and he's doing the same crap, diving into the end zone, flipping head first. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I mean, people yeah, want to talk move. about protecting the court. Yeah, I mean, I know that's his move, but it's the preseason. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove? You, so you can get up and do the Superman thing and, and, and do your dab? Come on. You know, yeah, some guys I, can't turn it. They can't turn it down. They have to they play the same way all the time. They, yeah, they yeah. can't turn it off. He's one of those. So, and so I mean, on the other front, so that's the quarterback one. On the the helmet rule, the so-called quote-unquote helmet rule, it, it's just mass hysteria. It, it's it's descended into pure chaos. Where I am watching officials throw flags now just because a hit looks violent, just because oh a collision God. looks hard. Like oh, oh I oh my God, I can't let these guys play 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 hard football. So I'm just going to throw the flag because on on any tackle, see if you're trying to tackle somebody, unless you're just running up there trying to bear hug people. The head is always going to go first. So we're seeing good form tackling where the guy's head goes past the body of the player and the shoulder drives into the rib cage and he wraps them up and throws them down. 
we're seeing that flag because he's leading with his head. Of course he's leading with his head. What's he supposed to do, drop kick him? In every football uh, practice for 30, 40, 50 years, what did they teach? Put the he- put your helmet in their numbers. Square up. Yeah. Put your yeah, helmet I, in their numbers. And I, I understand that we have to change, but some of these plays, they are leading with their shoulders. And just because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. tilted their head, they're calling. It's like, wait a minute, I swear you hit him with his shoulder. The helmet didn't even touch him. Yeah. And so I, that's, I'm okay that's with the ones if you can actually oh, yeah. show me that the helmet hit the person. But when the shoulder hit him, it's like, okay, where so, was the penalty there? So we're putting the emphasis here on a group of people in, this, in the NFL officials who don't even know – they don't even know what a catch is. Well, we spent a whole season or two or three just trying show. to come out of the <laughs> trying to come out of the aftermath of uh, they can't even figure out what a catch is anymore. Now we're asking them to make these judgments at the benefit of the quote unquote big air quotes here safety of the player, ha ha ha, which we know it's not. It, it's this is a PR stunt that's going to just blow up in their face. I actually had a conversation with one of my coworkers today about the viability of the XFL because if oh, you God. smell blood in the water it, no i mean seriously i can guarantee you the XFL is going to be all about we know what a catch is come for some big hits if they market this right you know on this second go round they might actually be able to do some damage because all of us as NFL we are going to watch games turn on this we're going to watch seasons turn on this we could watch playoff games turn on this I mean, we're gonna we are going to be. It's just going to be mass confusion because it's going to be so inconsistently called. It's just going to be like, hey, you know, oh wait, you've got that crew that you know is going to call nothing but BS defensive holding calls or or pass interference calls. You're going to start to get a book on these refs, and they're going to start to know which ones are overusing these calls, and and it's going to be it's going to be really bad. I mean, and and I feel bad for these teams that are more defense oriented teams or a team that's got like a hard hitting safety, uh, you, you know, may I'm, I, you know, I root for the Falcons, man. I, I hate to, me, I, I don't want to see Keanu Neal. Retire. He's going to be like suspended for the last, last half of the season because Keanu Neal just blows people up. Can we Earl Thomas is about to get ruled out of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Earl Thomas is goodbye. Cam Chancellor already I mean, quit. Yeah, they before, should, you probably saw the writing uh, on the wall. Right. Before joining this call or joining this show this evening, I wanted to get my head into a foot base. I watched a football life, and they were showing Lynn Swan and John Stallworth. And all I can say is they talked about how John Stallworth, how his, his football numbers went up after they changed the NFL rule that you cannot hit the hit the uh the receiver downfield. I'm like, can you imagine what would happen if you could hit these receivers downfield? Can you? No one would ever score against the Seahawks. No one would ever score against the Ravens. Oh my gosh! It was just like they were hitting people for the sake of. They were hitting Lynn Swan and John Stallworth just to hopefully say maybe if we hit them enough, they won't catch a ball. Yeah. Can you imagine these receivers trying to survive a game in the 70s? 
Oh, it's funny that you brought that up because you, 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 one of the conversations that Andre and I have had a couple of times on this show is when I, I bring up how NFL Network um, found all the lost footage, footage of Super Bowl one and then aired it all together, which was very cool because you're getting it from all these different camera angles and broadcast angles because all mm-hmm. the footage had originally been lost, but then they found it. So I'm watching mm-hmm. this, and this is you know, the very first Super Bowl. I believe it was the, the it was the Packers Chiefs or Packers Raiders. It was one of those first ones. I think it was Packers Chiefs in yeah. Super Bowl one, and I'm watching it with this mindset of like I'm watching 2016 or 2017 NFL football at the time, and every play was illegal. <laughs> I mean, in today's NFL, every play would have been a flag. Something dirty. You're watching literally something dirty happen on every single play. Illegal contact, dudes getting clotheslined, you know, I mean, all the stuff that was happening on the field. But it, but it was but it was watchable, you know, and 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 so much is being sort of the joy of watching football is being sort of sucked out of it that we're not going to get the product that we're used to, and we truly are going to be watching flag football. Do you remember in the 80s when the NFL used to market that that tape called Football Follies and I forget what it was, and hits? Oh, yeah. All of those hits that they showed, I had that tape. They could never make that tape again today. Forget the YouTube factor. <laughs> they could not make that tape. I mean, the, the, the hits that – and I'm, I'm not even talking about I want – people to be, take headshots and close lines. I, that was never fun to watch for me. But what it was fun was when you saw a good, clean hit, Brian Erlacher pinning Michael Vick on the ground in in Georgia Dome because it was a good, clean hit. Michael Vick said after that game, I'm not running to that side again. Right. I remember stuff like this. Um, recently, a few years ago, when John Bostic, uh in the preseason had a great hit, that hit would have been everybody was calling him Boom Bostic after that, and after that probably was what made him make the roster that season because he's not on the Bears now. But it was stuff like that that would have been a flag. Uh, mm-hmm. Roquan Smith was like, "No, I am not signing this Bears contract." Because I know every last one of these hits that I was known for in college will have me suspended. It is players are making career-changing decisions on a football field in a split second. And that's the infuriating part. Is you, they, Deadspin had a wonderful uh, piece about they, they took all the flags that had been thrown in the first two weeks of the preseason and they took every play. And, and put it up there for you to watch. They put it in GIF uh, form, and every single play, just go right down the list and just watch and see what caused these uh, flags to get thrown. And half the plays were like, okay, I can see why they threw it. You got the helmet making contact or something like that. But half of them were like, they're, they're coming so fast, and the, the guy squares up to make a hit, and the offensive player ducks his head to brace for contact, mm-hmm. and there's a hit, and there's a. And it's like, what the fuck is he supposed to do? What what can the defender possibly do coming at that speed to make a play? And you have to come at that speed because if you don't, the guy gets by you, and now you're selling cars. You have to come with all that speed. You have no choice. There's no other way to play the game. 
and then there's a flag because you came with that speed and your helmet just happened to make contact with the offensive player who ducked his own head to square up to try to brace for impact. What the hell are you supposed to do? These rules seem to be made up by guys, and I never played the game either, but by guys who never played the game, who never had to go that, who never had the ability to go that fast in their life and could not possibly understand what it takes to make a play on the football field. Because if you know what it takes, then I can't imagine you would make these kind of rules. Well, see, another problem that I have is not exclusive to football. Um, Players say it about football. Players say it about basketball. Players say it about behind-the-plate umpire. Players are okay with rules when they can figure out and know what they're getting themselves into. When you can understand this is how this game is being officiated. Okay, like you said, Jason, they get a book on a, on an officiating crew. They may not like how the crew is calling the game, but they at least understand it and know how to work around it. With these new with these new rules and these crews calling them however they want to call, they can't understand how to prepare for a game. And that, to me, is the biggest problem. If if a new rule comes along, notoriously, uh, Richard Sherman hated how referees call defensive pass interference. But he at least understood, okay, when this crew is coming up against me, I can I can be more handsy. And when this crew is coming up against me, I gotta be I gotta little be a little bit more standoffish. Players are okay when they understand what is in front of them. They don't know what's in front of them right now. It's like the strike zone in baseball. Just be consistent. Just so you know what you're dealing with. Just That's all they ask is just be consistent. Mm-hmm. If one referee in basketball is going to call traveling all the time, well, we know we can't travel today. No, you're yeah, right. today. Yeah. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a poll that I saw an article on that was done recently here where they were asking some players, of course, all anonymously, but what, if they were changing any of their play styles. And most of the players that responded said, no, I'm just playing football the way I know how, and if I get the flag, I get the flag. Because they know it's being called so inconsistently that, you know, one hit could be legal, like, like we've seen. You know, we've seen so many of these where you're like, that's just a good tackle, and you're throwing the flag right. on it. I mean, I've seen runners being flagged. So they're calling this on offensive guys, too. So what happens the first time a running back tries to dive over the goal line from the one-yard line? Is he leading with his helmet to initiate contact? You exactly. That's a question. I hadn't even considered that one. No, Where's, you know, Walter Payton. That. Walter Payton wouldn't have been you – know, Walter Payton's career is over if, if the, these <laughs> yeah. rules – because that was his move. Well, no, you, right. you lowered your head to initiate contact. Uh, what or that you know like Jerome Bettis piling yeah or Jerome Bettis from the one yard line? Are you telling me he wasn't lowering his head to run right through a dude? Yeah, the whole Barry play. Sanders and and because of Barry Sanders was shorter than everybody else, he was able to lead with his helmet and go in an upward motion, mm-hmm. and you still couldn't do nothing about it. The whole play, the whole goal line play, is eleven guys slamming their helmets into each other, into the other eleven guys trying to yeah. get that yard. <laughs> are are we going to have eleven flags? Blocking. 
it's it's called blocking, right? Dudes lowering their heads to try to get leverage and go by somebody. So now you bull rush the O line, and yo, you led with your head. The whole thing, the whole it's just it it just all rings so false. And I think that's where you know, and if the players can't figure it out, we're not going to be able to figure it out as fans. So you, we saw, we talked about this a lot last year with the with the catch rule, and I hate to bring that up, but when the announcers started to turn against it. When you started yeah. to see right. the announcing crews rebelling against this stupid rule and you've got some guys with some 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 big personalities in these in these booths calling games who they know they're getting a paycheck cash no matter what and when you know and when see you know and all of a sudden we get to the Super Bowl and the catch rule was gone. Now if it was it looked like a catch, it was a catch. And there were plays and that's what that should have been from Dan Bryant against the Packers to yep. Calvin Johnson against the Bears. Yeah, that's the that was the it original. Was the that's the that's the uh-huh. original one. That Calvin Johnson three feet down rolls over on his ass, and all he's doing is trying to get up, and he puts the ball on the, the turf, and it slips and out of his fingers, and they call the that incomplete. Yeah, right. Calvin Johnson against the Bears, and as a Bears fan, I was okay with that because that propelled us into into the number two position. Um, that season we went into the playoffs as a number two uh number yeah. two seed and got a first round bye. Um, I was okay with that. But but that was a catch. I don't care no, how you said that. That was a catch. That was a catch. Yeah. I mean and, but people people look at that one. That was the beginning of it all. But there were so many other ones and they were all iconic. Like the Dez Bryant one still killed. I still felt like the Dez Bryant one was, was much closer to the one that happened in the Super Bowl last year. Oh yeah, Packers. The the, the, the Cowboys won that game. I mean, that was a fourth down play <laughs> that would have been uh, first and goal at the, the like two yard line or a touchdown. Even it was right down there, you know. And you got to give them the credit because you know we we, we trash Jason Garrett all the time for you know throwing the ball on downs that they should be running, but they ran that on fourth and short, caught the Packers completely unaware. Des Bryant goes down the sideline, makes an amazing catch, and the catch is ruled incomplete. So there's got to be nothing more frustrating. And we and last year we just saw it in game after game after game. We saw it in the in the Steelers Patriots game, a game that probably determined home field advantage for the playoffs. Um, we saw mm-hmm. games in Oakland uh, with uh, with uh, Jared Cook I mean, you could just keep going and going and going. And so then Andre and I finally, we get to the Super Bowl. Heath Miller on the and Bears. And you have Heath Miller. Do mm-hmm. a Heath Miller with the shattered leg where he puts the ball down because his leg is in pieces, laying there on the turf and then puts the ball down because his, his career might be over. Uh, nope, that's incomplete. Nope. He Sorry, didn't complete the process the of the Bowl. catch. Yeah. You get to the Super Bowl, though, and you have at least three of those plays that during the season or the week before were incomplete passes. But because the commissioner got up during media week and was talking about how well, we're going to seriously look at this, all of a sudden I think that Alberto Riverone got a little tight in the britches, and now they're touchdowns. How about that? And see, that's, I was okay with them being touchdowns, not because me too. They, I, I was a fan of the Eagles or anything, but because they look like touchdowns. And yeah. one of the reasons why we were all up in arms last season is I believe before last season started, I think we all felt like, okay, we finally figured this out. 
We don't like it, but we finally think we understand it. And then the season happens, well, wow, we don't really understand it. No. And, and everybody criticized it, how bad it because nobody could understand it. Like like Jason said, the and, announcers, and, the, the critics, the ESPN, just everybody jumped on the bandwagon like this is garbage and we don't know what to make of it. And the reason I brought it up is because this is going to be that on steroids this year. Right. And, and that's what that, that was this is gonna make us pine for the days of the catch rule. Oh God. At, at least there was one thing we could pick up in the wording of the catch rule. Survive the ground. Right. I have not figured out what will be the quote unquote something that we can zero in on on this rule that will at least give us something to try to understand. Whether we agreed with it or not, we zeroed in on survive the ground. Oh, he didn't right. survive the ground. No, he didn't survive the ground. Well, what is it about this particular rule that we will be able to see when we hit pause on our DVR or hit the slow button? Oh, no, he didn't make that. Or when the replay announcer is, is calling it, oh, no. And we all know Fox, Fox Sports is going to – Address it one way, ESPN is going to address it another way, CBS another way, and that's going to add to the confusion. Yeah, Everybody's and, going to be looking at it in three different ways. And a lot of these calls, you know, when we talked about the catch rule, as, as flawed as it was, it was something where, yeah, I guess if you went back and you looked at it in super slow-mo, you could make a determination. So you kind of got where they were turning, overturning calls or upholding calls. But with this helmet rule, there's no replay. This is a judgment call. So a, a good form tackle that's flagged, there's, 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 no, there's no take backs. It's just a terrible call that will be game-changing. We are going to see these affecting outcomes, affecting, uh, and I hate to say it for you and I, Andre, but affecting covers. I'm I mean, scared it, to it, death to, to pick games this year. I'm scared to death. I don't know. Half the games are going to be decided by some of these dumbass calls, and it's yeah. going to be, am I on the wrong side of that? Am I on the right side? I have no idea. I'm scared yeah, to it, death. It, for, it, it's a coin year. flip. It, it, it's basically every game now has just been, we might as well use the dime all year. We, we might as well oh. just have the damn coin <laughs> for the whole year to, to have some kind of a to have some kind of a of a benchmark because it's going it, it, as bad as it's been in the preseason and, and maybe they're just over calling it. But you know, everybody said last year we don't want the college rule, we don't want the targeting rule. I actually understand the targeting rule, and the targeting yeah. rule can be replayed. See, the so targeting right. rule is. The targeting rule goes back to what I said. Don't like the rule, but you understand yeah. the rule. Yeah. So instead of taking that, let's just do something way worse. Let's just put it in the hands of the officials that can't keep up with the game to begin with. No, it's, it's got the potential to be really bad. And, but these, these, the officiating in these games is not – I'll tell you this much. One thing I used to hate is how much the referee 
was starting to explain rules, and sometimes their explanations was making it more confusing. It seemed like in the preseason they gave less explanation, and I and I was one of the people beginning to ask for more. Please give me more explanation. Give me more explanation because I was not understanding half of what they thought they saw. I hated yeah. it in the past, and all of a sudden I wanted more. It seems like they can't make up their minds. Most of the officials don't want to explain enough, and then the ones that do want to explain turn into uh, the the lawyer, Mister Guns Hockley, and he's he's got a five minute explanation for everything. And it's like, no, we don't want that either. We don't want you to stand there forever trying to explain something that should take you know fifteen seconds to explain. Yeah, now it's just all unnecessary roughness using the helmet to initiate contact. Well, no shit. How do you not tackle with with the dog? Yeah, it's just flags for playing football now. Now, that tackle, I'm just waiting for the guy to come out there and throw the flag and be like, unnecessary roughness, you know, number 27 defense. That that hit just looked really bad, so we had to throw the flag, guys. (laughs) I mean, mean, that's essentially uh, Bears fans know that tackle – that Indomitian Sue did on Jay Cutler, there was nothing wrong with it. They just didn't like how bad it looked. Yeah, it looked, they gave it looked violent. They a, a flag because of unnecessary roughness, because of Sue's, Indomitian Sue's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, his aggressiveness. Reputation. reputation. Yeah, definitely his reputation. Yeah, that was a... That was a reputation fit penalty. It, color, it wasn't anything wrong. Yeah. He, he got the Rasheed Wallace right. treatment. It's going to come down to, oh, that looked bad. Yeah, I've seen several calls already where I've just been watching it in li- live in, you know, in, in regular speed. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to call a flag just because that looked bad. And sure enough, when you actually went to the replay, it was just a great tackle. You know, you, you know Andre, you and I are always talking about our, our favorite ESPN segment was jacked up because that was just so fun. You know, when they'd go to Monday Night Football and they'd show the big hits from the weekend, you know, and you got everybody yell, yo, jacked up. And you and I were doing that for years. They can't do that anymore either. They can't do that tape. We still do that once in a while. We still do it on our show. But, yeah, you can't do it now because every single one of those plays would be a penalty. Somebody Somebody might have gotten hit a little too violently. In, in a in a sport where the purpose is to the, make sure the guy on the ground goes down to the ground. Yeah, you're defending your yeah. your position, you're defending your field, and you're stopping yeah. the other guy from taking your field by pretty much by any means necessary. Uh, but you can't do it in a way that looks too violent now. What? Well, there's at least some possible uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, there's been a new clarification that came out uh, a few days ago. Yes. That uh, And I, I tweeted about this, that uh, the NFL threw in the word inadvertent to their new helmet rule so that inadvertent hits, quote-unquote inadvertents, are not to be penalized. And it seems to have taken some effect this weekend with these uh, this week three uh, of preseason football. 
uh, I tweeted out the pro football talk piece that counted up how many flags were thrown under that rule this week as opposed to the first two weeks. And it was a big drop in the first 33 preseason games. You count the Hall of Fame game in the first two weeks of preseason. There have been 51 oh, yeah. helmet penalties. And this week for these 14 games uh, going into today, uh, there are only nine. That's a huge job. Now, that may just be the criticism that the that the Zebras were receiving over the, per, the first couple of weeks as well. Uh, maybe they're going back and getting all this flack from everybody, and they were going to keep the flags in their pocket anyway. But it might also be the new word thrown into the rule, inadvertent, where now that, that makes a hell of a lot more sense, where if you see a guy running as fast as he can – and lowering his helmet to make the play because you can't run as fast as you can and make the play standing straight up. That's anatomically impossible. Uh, but if you run as fast as you can make the play and your helmet inadvertently happens to catch the other guy, no, that shouldn't be a flag. That's ne- that has not been a flag all these years, and it shouldn't be a flag now. So maybe maybe there's an adjustment that's going to be made to make it uh, where it's not going to be quite as ugly as it looked like it was going to be or – Maybe there'll be more confusion, <laughs> and ultimately it'll it'll be even more uh, head scratching when they do call a flag. When and you're, everyone at home is yelling, "Wait, that was inadvertent. That's not supposed to be called." So we're I, we're gonna have some of those this year as well. Still, I think you're proceeding from the assumption of giving the refs way too much credit. Oh, my, my yeah, bad. yeah. I mean, they in a game where. The, the zebras can already control. I mean, the, the, the NFL officials now, I mean, they have more control over the game now even than the basketball officials. And you know, I think basketball is dirty as hell. <laughs> I mean, you get, and you're giving these guys basically just full run to call whatever they want, make any judgment they want. You know, like they say, oh, you can call holding on every play. You can probably call this on every play now. Anytime a quarterback gets sacked, now every time a quarterback gets sacked, well, you can't throw him nope. to the ground. You can't hit him below the knees. You can't hit him in the head. You can't lay on top of him. What, what do you do? You have to poke him with one finger, and he has to you fall. Gotta, if you, can't do, if you, you do that do and he the, doesn't fall, then you can't do anything else to him. You got to run up and do this Three Stooges thing, you know, with the hands sideways and up and down, and then poke him in the eyes. We're laughing. We're laughing, but I would not be surprised if one day they do like they do in practice. They yeah, basically can't touch give them. the QBs the red jersey. Oh, oh. yeah. Then it's or just completely flag football at that point. Two-hand touch. Two-hand touch, oh. you're down. So we give wow. the QBs the red jersey, and the sack is just you can only touch the quarterback, and everybody else can be tackled. I will not be surprised if that happens one day. God help us all. No, I, I, I wouldn't be stunned. I wouldn't be stunned because, it you know, it does drive the – I mean, it is a quarterback league. I mean, you know, how many times have we been robbed of of great playoff matchups because we've had to watch third and fourth string quarterbacks go out there and just get destroyed? But it, it's still, it's a contact sport. Injuries are part of the game. Part of the reason we're going out and watching these games with backup quarterbacks and third string quarterbacks is because these teams don't draft and develop and have quality backups. And, you know, that's not the fault of the refs or the fans. That's just the fault of the team. But but again, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a violent sport. You you can't change everything. Every time somebody gets hurt, you can't change the rules. This is just what society has devolved into. 
Oh, it's, it's a it's a bigger point. That's really well, it's, well, yeah, uh, it's, expanding it's, it's out a, there. It's the participation trophy, you know, <laughs> sort of social justice warrior. Everybody's got to be happy and get along. And if if one person's off the island, then then we got to change everything. It's that. This is what it's become. This is this is reflective. Our sports are reflections of our society, and and the way that we are just coddling the player, and and all the things that they're doing, I think are indicative of just the way that everything is now. Everybody wants to be in their little safe space bubble, and and nobody wants to be challenged. And if somebody gets hurt, we nobody can get hurt anymore. Change everything. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Did you see that hit? That was violent. We need to change the rules. Well, I don't know if where we're going. going at it. If it wasn't for all the lawsuits, I think everything, of course, is driven by all the the concussion lawsuits, and that's what's driving, you know, everything. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. As as we often say on this show, everything is driven by the money. So I think that's what's driving us, really. And that's a big part of it, too. It's definitely driven by the money. I was listening to another uh, sports show, and they were talking about how the NFL keeps claiming this is about player safety, player safety. And <laughs> wait a minute. They they even finally conceded it might be about actual player safety, but the motives behind the player safety are two different things. Their motives are about the money. And they eventually said, okay, even if we can see this player safety, it's the motives behind the player safety and the desire to have player safety is about the money. Oh, sure. And right. again, they don't if you're creating the all these the rules, right, if the, if the rule, if the, the Aaron Rodgers rule is about selling tickets, it's not about keeping Aaron Rodgers healthy. It's about, Correct. yes, because the easiest ticket in town last year was a Green Bay ticket when Brett Hundley was starting. It, it, you know that that was not a hard ticket to get. People were just like, "Hey, what's Packer ticket?" You know, the hardest ticket to get, the state of Wisconsin, is a Packer ticket. And as soon as Aaron Rodgers went down, everybody knew the season was over. It wasn't so hard. All of a sudden, my wife's like, "Want to go to the game next Sunday?" You know, hey, somebody's trying to get rid of tickets for some. Of course, they're trying to get rid of tickets. They're gonna get destroyed. They they want five bucks for both tickets. That's all. It's just you just, just lost. Just lost your MVP caliber quarterback, so yes, people are not as as anxious to go sit in twelve degree weather in December to watch Brett Hundley dink and dunk and then I mean, you already were struggling to want to go see Brett Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers or whoever it was in in that cold weather. Uh huh. Now we now you asking me to see it see see Brett Hundley. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so, there, so the, again, there's a rule where you're you're serving multiple purposes. You you've got the side where everything has got to be everything's got to be fair and protected, and we don't want anybody getting hurt. And you know, and, and, oh my God, you see, he got hit by that bad man. And then you've got the other side saying, well, wait a minute, uh, sales are going to go down, tickets are going to go down. People, that means people aren't going to be buying ten dollar beer. You know, and so it, it's just it, 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 you can't have all of these things going against it. What you're ending up with is a diluted, watered down, terrible product. And and again, with with the NFL fighting, you know, 
the, 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 they're still the top sport, but we've talked about the last few years that the ratings have stayed, they've started to plateau and decline. The attendance has also started to do some of the same. You can't keep throwing this in there. You can't have these fans. If you start having teams getting hosed out of wins regularly, which I think this is going to do, where I mean, you're, you're going to have controversy in week one. I guarantee you will have no less than four games. That's my over-under. Four games where this is going to creep its ugly head and have an impact on the outcome of the game. And I might be I actually, I might be you, being you, generous, like on the low side. You keep saying this, you know what I keep imagining is a few years ago when you had the, uh, the official strike. The oh, moment, the, the replacement refs. Oh, yeah. The, the replacement refs, the moment that they had that bad call between the Packers and the Seahawks, the NFL figured fail out, Mary. we better fix yeah, this fail now. You had it happen on when Monday Night Mary Football. Happens, yeah. There is going to be a play that is going to push this in one direction or another with this cause. Right now they're dumped down, doubling down on it because of preseason. There will be a moment where this will get pushed in one direction or another. No, you're right. And I think the adding of the word inadvertent in, into the rule, I think, is trying to avoid that moment. It's trying to cut oh, it's it off happen. before. It, it's yeah. probably still going to happen. It's going uh, to happen. And it's, it's not going to And it's not going to happen in a game between the Browns and the Jets. No. You know, or the, or the you know, or the the Bucks and the Lions. This is going to happen in a primetime matchup. A huge spot. 49ers versus Seahawks. End of the game type uh, stuff. versus yep. Steelers. Right. Yep. End of the game type stuff. That's right. You know, a quarterback is going to get sacked, and well, maybe the guy laid on him or hit him a little too hard, which we've always kind of dealt with. We've seen a lot of those. Um, you know, you know, I remember uh, you and I, Andre, always joke about the, the Tampa Bay game where it, it ended up uh, – Tampa Bay ended up losing the game because they got called for roughing the passer on a sack which I didn't think you could have, but now you can. That's right. All you do is sack the quarterback too hard, and now it's going to be a flag. It's going to be yeah, bad. It's going to be too good of a job. Uh, <laughs> These uh, guys who sack the quarterbacks, by the way, they have one job, right? They have one job. Sack the quarterback. Sack the quarterback. But if you can't do it too well. If you do your job too well, you help the other team. He did it too rough. There's gonna be that. There's gonna be a, a long touchdown pass to take the lead in the in the last minute erased because the fullback picked up the blitz by lowering his helmet into the defender. Yeah, he did too good bad. of a job blowing up the blowing yeah, up he, the rusher. Yeah, he saved his quarterback from getting killed by by picking off the blitzer and but he lowered his helmet in doing that. Yeah, you're gonna, gonna have a guy get. You're gonna have a, a like a like a fourth and twelve. And the guy catches it like two yards short of the first down, and the safety comes up and delivers a perfect form tackle. But he played with his helmet. Yep. Now they get a free 15 yards, and then the next play they kick the game-winning field goal when it should have been game over. We are going to see these happen. And all these scenarios, they're not like – this isn't like tinfoil hat shit. I mean, this is easy to see happening. It's predictable. And they're all going to go with me in the picks. Will not be surprising if it happens. Once some, once some of these players realize, fuck it, I'm going to get flagged for it, some of them are going to take the attitude, if I'm going to get a flag, I might as well get my money's worth. Yeah. 
That's my attitude. That would be my attitude. You know, I've always had the busted. If I'm going to get a fine in the mail from FedEx, I'm going to get my money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still the guy who sits around here talking about how baseball teams need a good fight once in a while. You know, I I don't. (laughs) So, yeah. I I mean, I'm a little old school, but. The NBA, they they legislated out, out, but the players used to police themselves like, yeah, you ain't trying that up in here. Well, I I think the malice in the palace had a little bit to do with that. Certain people are taunting people. (laughs) They talk about Steph Curry. He is doing too much on the court. I guarantee you. Can you imagine Steph Curry doing that against uh, Rick Mahorn while he's with the Sixers? Or against, <laughs> or no. against Bill Lambeer? <laughs> no. No. Could you Steph imagine Curry Steph Curry driving to the bucket against the Pistons? Against yeah, Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lambeer? <laughs> Can you imagine him doing that against Kevin McHale or Robert Parrish? Yeah. Oh. No, they, yeah, the, that, they would have been, they'd be scraping him off the, off the, off the, uh, off the hardwood down there. I mean, they literally just have so, little scrapers. So it had it, it had its purpose, and that's why people that talk about legislate fighting out of hockey, hockey polices the heck out of itself. Like, nah, you ain't doing that. Nah, you're just not doing that. And and I guarantee you, if they let players get away with certain things in the NFL, these players won't do that. Oh, you're right. I can see a couple of guys deciding, you know what, this guy's coming over the middle and he's had a huge day against me. He's already got 120 yards. You know what? I'm going to light his ass up. You know, what the hell? <laughs> We're already losing by 30. Rodney, Rodney Harrison used to notoriously say, I put $50,000 aside at the beginning of every season knowing I'm going to get fined. Can you imagine how many players will do that now? Yeah. Like again, I'm gonna get fined. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play my heart out. I'm trying to become a Hall of Famer. Well, here's yeah, what I, I've, I've seen uh, the the couple of preseason games that I watched here in in week three. I decided to check out some of the action, not a lot of it, but some of it. Uh, and what I've actually seen is it, it's kind of work. The rule is kind of working. I've seen a lot of a, a whole lot of guys that ran up on a ball carrier or a receiver and had a chance to light them up like they normally would. And instead, uh, broke no down, more blowing and, them up, in other words. no more blowing them up. And, but just, but broke down. And instead of even trying to wrap up with their arms for the tackle, the first movement was to, to go for the peanut punch and try to knock the ball out. So oh, some sure. of these guys are, are making an adjustment to where they're just going to start trying to go for more turnovers which is actually helping their team uh, in the long run. So some of these teams are, are making the adjustments. Some of them, and I guess it's up to us to try to figure out who's going to be the hard-headed ones that are just yeah. going to keep trying to knock you out. Because those are like the Raiders just jumped to mind as a team that's probably not going to really care about the rules, and they're still going to go for the knockout yeah. blows. I don't think the Khalil Vikings, Mack cares about the rule. Right, and the the, the Vikings are like that too. They have a team full of guys that are just waiting to light your ass up. They better they better make an adjustment. <laughs> yeah, but Vontez Perfect got his. Vontez got to justice, right? Because he got laid out. Yeah, eventually. See, my, problem, my problem is not against what you're saying, Andre. You're right. Some of these players are making the adjustment. But the problem is some of these some of these calls are because players made adjustments and these are not bad plays. The human error used to be five percent, ten percent. 
Now we're at where human error on these officials is closer to 40%. 60% of them are making the correct call. But when you're having a double-digit error by officials, that's where there's a problem. I mean, we think these officials are good because we saw what happened when we had the re- replacement referees. So these officials are good, but when they can't get it right, and we have them 40% bad calls, just like you said, you watch the gift of all of the flags, half of them were good and half of them were bad. You cannot tell me that some of those, the ones that the ones were bad, that the players had not had not made their adjustment. Okay, this is what the rule is. I, I practiced it, and they're and still, still got doing what they do. No, you're right. I, I talk about the referees all the time in, in this respect. It's a very, very difficult job. The The job that they do is maybe about as good a job as any humans in the world could do at being uh, NFL referees, and it's still bad. And now mm-hmm. you throw this rule on top of their plate to add this in. Uh, and obviously in the first two weeks of preseason, the referees had a, a very, very tough job adjusting and, and trying to figure it out. And as the season begins, they're still going to have a tough job trying to figure it out. There's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, I'm Like I said, I'm just scared to death uh, trying to make picks and trying to figure out which team. Yeah. Uh, so many of these games are razor-thin margins anyway from one side to the other. Uh, and now you're going to have so many of these games be decided on, on stuff like uh, he lowered his helmet or he, he ran up as fast as he could to, to tackle the guy in his helmet, happened to scrape the guy's shoulder, and therefore that's a – oh, it's, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm investing in Alka-Seltzer right now because it's, it's going be, to be bad. I mean, it was just two or three seasons ago that we were – you know, that I was on my, my lamenting over the fact about how many face mask penalties, like an easy call, were being missed. Like, dudes getting tackled by their face, and the refs couldn't see it. And, right. and it was happening a lot. And now we're expecting – just the, what the expectation – this is unfair. For let's, Okay, so let's not just pile on the refs because, yes, they're shitty. And, but they're being asked to process so much information. What they're doing to these guys is, is it's not right. Because, yeah, was, again, it's easy to see on TV. But these guys, they're down on the field. They're seeing this live. You don't want, and just like you don't want to be the player who does something to to worry about, you know, oh my God, you know, if I leave my head now, I'm going to have to alter the way I hit, and now I'm going to end up hurting somebody. We had this creep up in the Atlanta Jacksonville game where, I mean, uh, Jalen Ramsey came right out and said that when uh, Monte Kazee uh, blew out Marquise Lee's leg, blew out his knee, Mm, that it wasn't because it was a dirty hit, it's because he was afraid to tackle him normal. Right. When, when players are starting to get that in their mind, do you want to be the ref who swallows the, the, the whistle or doesn't throw the flag when there is a cheap shot? So you're just going to just throw it. Just throw it. It's easier. I think it's easier for the refs to just throw the flag. This is what they're being asked to do. Just, just throw the flag and let, and well, let the chips fall where they may. One of the problems is there's no such thing as preseason speed for the game of football. There's no quote-unquote pulling up because pulling up not only may hurt the player that you're trying to to defend, it may end up hurting you. No, that's how you get your ass hurt is trying to play it at 80% in the NFL. That's how you get hurt. Right, there's no such thing as 80% in the game of football. 
you have to go full speed. And and when you go full speed, how can you adjust if a player if a player adjusts? How can you adjust in that real time to not to not hurt him? And that's what my biggest problem with some of these rules are. It's like, are you? I'm I'm not against the the person that creates the rules. I'm not even against the person that's into analytics because those they often look at those people. Uh, they often look at GMs and these people that are on these staffs having to come from Ivy League schools and never played the game. I'm not against those people because they're good at what they do. But if you've never played any organized sport, I'm not. And when I say organized sport, I'm going as far back as Little League. If you've ever played any organized sport, you know adjusting to anything in real time is an adjustment that is not realistic. It just is. <laughs> look, look at uh, Stanton. Stanton, if he could have adjusted to that ball coming at his face, he would have. Right, the 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah. Right. I mean, there are certain things that just cannot be adjusted to in real time. You just want – you, in theory, believe it's possible. But in theory is a, is the thing that gets a lot of people in trouble. There is. It just gets people in trouble. Uh, you ask for – a player, a running back coming at a uh, at a at a linebacker. That running back drops his head, changes his strike zone to where you can hit him. You basically are asking that linebacker, okay, well, if I change my if I change the way I was about to hit him, I'm running the risk of being injured for the rest of the season, probably my career. And pull a Ryan Shazier. Right. Now you try to now, run as fast as you can you. at somebody and then have to jerk yourself down uh, instantly trying to adjust the strike zone. Yeah, that, that's a good way to get paralyzed. Right. I mean, I am okay with certain things being legislated out of the game. My favorite one to bring up, Charles Martin against Jim McMahon. Yes, that was a way late hit. Jim McMahon was never the same quarterback after that. That should be legislated out of the game. That was after the whistle, or what should have been after the whistle. Very infamous play, as, as Jason would say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an original for us, uh, Hall of Infamy. But, yeah, he picked him up and slammed him into the ground. I mean, that, that would have been – well after well after yeah. he released the ball. Yeah, and – yeah, that 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 was that was as dirty as dirty. Yeah, that'd be dirty in, in in any era. You you just shouldn't be able to just walk up to the guy, plays over, pick him up and slam him into the ground. That that would have been today. Now, what would that be? Six games, six game suspension. <laughs> well, they have legislated it out, and what my point is, because they've legislated it out, that's reasonable to legislate out. I'm not saying don't legislate something out that's truly dirty. Please right. legislate that out. My point is, legislate out the dirtiness. Don't legislate out the game of football. And they're essentially legislating the game of football away from what what it is. And 
what they are doing is they're turning people up into the grumpy old man saying, get off my lawn long before we should be sounding like that. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of the big question looming over all of this is where is football headed? Where are we going to, what is football going to look like? 10 years from now, if they keep with rule changes in this same vein, because I think it's headed for basically uh, eliminating the, either eliminating the helmets completely so that you only have the craziest of crazy people. Yeah. You only have the craziest people out there running and lowering their heads with no helmet on uh, or making it touch or flag football. I really think it's going to be something like that. Seven on seven. Yeah. And it it won't even be Madden anymore because damn, that's more dangerous than the pros. Well, <laughs> at least in Madden, I, I'm not going to lie. There, every time somebody brings up Madden, today's day and age could not have an all Madden team. No, not not, because, not like under John Madden's original in, intent. <laughs> no, it could not no. have. I mean, they have tried to replace it with Phil Stills and the Iron Team, and that's not the, not quite the same. And the All Madden team was receivers that uh, could could receive could receive hit and keep it moving. Yeah. Heck, Tom Waddle made a, a All Madden yeah. team one year. Yeah, you you'd have Tom you'd have you, Waddle. Yeah, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have like you know, Des Bryant or or, or 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 Chad Johnson or any of these sort of like diva wide Terrell Owens, any of these diva wide receivers would not be all Madden guys. You know who the all Madden guys would be? Like Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward would be an all Madden guy. Heinz yep. Ward I will even give a uh listen Andre Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, the former Texan, yeah. Yeah, he would yeah, be an are- all Madden. Yeah, those are the guys that uh, they didn't just catch the ball. They also, uh, when they when the ball wasn't coming to them, they set picks. They they blocked downfield. They they really did play the game of football, though. That's what the All Madden team was for. But yeah, nowadays I might can't really Calvin do that Johnson, I might give a Calvin Johnson or even a Larry Fitzgerald an All Madden because they held oh, on yeah. to the ball. But and and Calvin Johnson was dishing out as much punishment as he was taking. Yeah. That's just because he was huge. When your nickname is Megatron. Yeah, he, he earned that. <laughs> yeah. But, like you said, every time someone mentions Madden and it's the Madden game, I remember early years of Madden. Back when they didn't put it in the in the year that it was, they would call it in Madden 1, Madden 2, and Madden 3. You could play as the Madden team. Yeah. Yeah, now you got to earn points to unlock guys and spend six thousand dollars to get the All Madden team. Yeah, I, I, I got what you were. Oh, you, you, yeah, I, I was going, I was going subversive. I, I, I take you know where I'm going with that. With, with the hey, hey. <laughs> yes, I, I, Madden is extremely dangerous, especially today. No, I understand. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't want to you don't want to lose at Madden because you 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 might get shot now. <laughs> so Madden has a very high mortality rate apparently. Somebody, oh, I mean, what gosh, I, I don't my suspicion is somebody was using the super secret turbo button. Oh, and see, see and I'm just glad you never capped me for it. 
Hey, man, if I had my weapon when you had your secret <laughs> turbo, your super secret if you turbo button. If you would have had your Glock. Yeah, I, I, if I had my 45, man, uh, I, I don't even want to get into that. Uh, Renard, what, uh, you guys are, are still doing the podcast? Uh, are you, uh, you and, and Cass are, are still doing the football fan rush thing? We took a hiatus, but we have been getting requests to bring it back, so we're likely to bring it back this year. And as uh, you learned uh, this past week when you invited me on the show, the problem isn't uh, do we want to do the show, it's can everybody get on the same page with their calendars to do the show. Mm -hmm. And between myself and Cassandra and Mike that's back in California, everybody's calendars are, it's not as easy and we're running the risk of just uh, doing like some of the other shows on other networks where you have a rotation of people and everybody doesn't isn't there every week and we don't want to do that. No guest hosts. But we're at the risk of oh yeah potentially doing that. Hmm. Well, you're you're yeah. always welcome on our show. Absolutely. I I was uh I was happy to get the invite and I was kind of laughing at the way Andre. Uh, invited me says, since you're one of the few people that has actually watched some of these games, <laughs> it has been it has the the invitation was well received and it, and I understood it completely because it was painful to watch most of. And I'm at the point where I want football to be here yesterday, but every time I turn one on, it's like, why am I watching this? You you're doing God's work. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm right now I'm watching Cowboys Cardinals on mute, and this is painful. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was uh, I'm watching it on mute too, and I was noticing. I don't know if you were noticing the same as I was. A lot of balls being punched out, a lot of plays being made with with the hands yeah. uh, by the Cardinals. Uh, you know, not trying to get the the light up hits. So that's one of my prime examples of. of looks like that team has made the adjustment, and, and they're. Trying to play, or the Cowboys might just completely suck. It might be that too. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see a team this year give up like six hundred yards of offense and pitch a shutout <laughs> because all they're gonna be doing is standing up ball carriers, holding uh, them taking right, the ball, hold the guy ball. up, just hold yep. him up. If you're not gonna first, tackle him, just just hold him up there. and let the second yeah let the guy come in there and eventually everybody's just gonna kind of like gang tackle him to the ground. And since you're all just kind of bear hugging each other to the ground, anyways, there's no flag for that. So, yeah, I, I am with you that if somebody's going to wisen up to this and we're going to see an adjustment in the game, we will see uh, an immense number of, of turnovers, and especially out in space where the corners and the safeties, especially guys who have beads on people, they may lay up and let the guy catch the, the ball. The position is about to have a resurgence. I hope so. We need uh, some, I, mean, I missed the days of Ronnie Lott. I'm sorry. I missed the days of Ronnie Lott. Yeah, but we're sounding like the old get-off-my-lawn guys now. If you're like, I miss Ronnie Lott and Gary Fedskick and Scott Case, you know, the dirty, all these dirty, dirty players. <laughs> guys who just yes, you up. I mean, I mean, I can admit one of my reasons for paying attention to who Ronnie Lott was, my introduction to Ronnie Lott was Tecmo Bowl. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tecmo Bowl, That's I think, was our most of our introductions to football. Tecmo Bowl, like, 
it's the shit. Everybody talks about how great Bo Jackson was on on Tecmo Bowl. Yes, I so was Walter Payton. Shotgun pass of Montana to Rice. Uh, I, I I will say if I have to give my greatest Tecmo Bowl moment, it was. Uh, it didn't really do much for like season. It had that limited season, and then you finally you played the last game. And in the last game, I was playing as the Bears. I, I didn't know any better. I, I was young. I was stupid. I was playing as the Bears, and you did you know you had to do the move where you just drop back and drop back and drop back and then throw the bomb. Well, I, I dropped all the way back, and Jim McMahon got tackled at like his own two yard line. So I had like fourth and goal. From my own two. <laughs> oh wow! A and I just handed it. I just handed it to Walter Payton. Goal. That's all I did. I just handed it to Walter Payton, and he went off, and I won the game. <laughs> See, that could never happen in Madden. Never. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. Andre and I have had some no. crazy shit happen in Madden. Not that crazy. Let me put it this way: when those things happen in Madden. They end friendships, they end lives, they end... People get shot. They end, <laughs> if, if people get shot over stuff like that. Is that what happened today? Is that... Uh, you didn't, am, I, am I like Johnny on the spot here? It's all <laughs> over the news that there, like three people got shot and... Well, two people got shot and killed plus the shooter at a Madden tournament. The guy basically well, lost earlier in the, the day. Spot. I saw it. I tried yeah. to ignore it. The dude uh, came no, you... back and shot the place up. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. We don't know how he lost, but yeah, that's basically exactly what happened. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that was over. I did maybe. not know the details. You knew all, you all knew more. Details I, I saw the I update. Did... I saw the update here about twenty minutes ago. While it was basically like he had been an earlier participant in the tournament, and uh, and had lost. Yeah, lost. Some, yeah, so somebody found the super secret turbo button and. <laughs> We don't know how he lost. We're not trying to. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, we, we we don't have those details. Hopefully, it wasn't because of a call based on, you know, leading with the helmet. I hope they didn't put this in Madden now. <laughs> they probably have. You, you know, if it's in the game, it's in the game. It's in the game. <laughs> <laughs> now that that was on time, Andre. That was on time. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll be here all week. <laughs> There's nothing. There's no, nothing. Nothing safe on this show. No, it's, it's never safe. It ain't safe when we get together. Never. Nothing's too soon. Nothing's safe. And no, it's a horrible thing. I mean, it's a horrible thing. Nobody. It, it's stupid. It's senseless. What are you doing? What? Are you, it just stupid. But it, we're talking about it in terms of football. It's ripe. I hate to say it. it's kind of low hanging fruit, but it's ripe. That should be the new name of our show, uh, not Kings of Non Sequitur, but Low Hanging Fruit. That's perfect for us. <laughs> no, Kings of Non Sequitur is perfect. Oh yeah, that's we go it. we go we go Non Sequitur on this show so many times. What were we talking about? <laughs> that that is true. The, the tangent is real. <laughs> Uh, Renard, when you guys get to get together and figure out what you're doing with the show, uh, definitely let me know. I'll, I'll promote you guys. I'll, I'll retweet and everything. And uh, certainly looking forward to the show getting back. I, I miss listening to you guys. Um, and like Jason said, anytime you want to 
come back on our show, call in, uh, set up a, a guest spot, whatever you want to do. You're always absolutely welcome here. Yeah, we're going to need well, to know so what you know. We're going I'm, 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 to. My countdown, my countdown clock to when Cass has her uh, nuclear meltdown over Kirk Cousins is Ooh. just. Oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Oh, gosh. Because he is going to be you such a bust. Know. Trust me, you will know. Cass has not been a fan of the Kirk Cousins situation since it was just before he even signed there, and everybody was talking about it, and she was like, "No, no, no." He just he has the uncanny ability to just brain fart at the worst possible moment. He'll look amazing, and he'll put up a ton of empty stats. He's not taking you anywhere. He's not. And it's funny because you're watching Teddy Bridgewater just ball out. You like that? You like that? You don't like that? She doesn't like that? Why? Come on. I know I, I, know I played, gave away. She hasn't played a game yet. And he's still not on the same page with Stephon Diggs and his other receivers. It just does not look right. No. So we'll get a whole year of that uh, as, they, as they try to figure all that out. Yeah, I, I, can, I can only imagine that it, will, it won't take long. It, 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 he will do. He will lose them a game that they should win because he just throws the dumb pick. I mean, Matt Ryan used to have this uncanny ability, but he seems to not be so bad at it anymore. Where it's like he just at the key moment that you needed him, he still does take the ridiculous third down sack. I, I don't know why, but at the worst possible time, Matt Ryan will go the entire game and only get sacked once. But it's going to be on the third down when you absolutely need a first down, guaranteed. <laughs> It'll be the only sack he takes for the whole game, but it will be in the fourth quarter, and he'll just turtle. Okay, I mean this is that's his move. Kirk Cousins' move is the brain fart interception when it's like the most damaging possible moment in the game. That's Kirk Cousins' game. Oh boy! So uh, I know I gave away really a little bit of our preview. You just described Rex Grossman, quarterback. Uh-oh. You just described Jay Cutler as our quarterback. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so you're Lord. basically giving her the bear's fate in in Minnesota. No, you we're know, not trying Cousins, to wish that on Kirk Cousins is better than Rex Grossman. Okay, he's better than those guys. He's got arm <laughs> talent. He's better than them. But honestly, that you know, people are obviously you know, he's an upgrade from Case Keenum. Case Keenum sort of just fit. He just sort of. He didn't do anything sexy, you know. Obviously, he didn't do enough to get him to a Super Bowl, you know. But he, he made was the... essentially Rex Grossman. He was. He was. Rex Grossman was a, was a Super Bowl quarterback. Uh, Andre's he trying to forget that. Was, he didn't make mistakes. Rex is our quarterback. <laughs> and, and although <laughs> Kyle Orton, I believe, did Kyle Orton win eleven of those games that year? Oh. No, that was the year before and the year after. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> When Kyle Orton did his best uh, uh, Steve Fuller impersonation. I guess Keenum Keenum was a little Rex-like, just kind of dropped back and threw it up as high as he possibly could, you know, just trying to do whatever he could to make a play. And sometimes it worked. Sometimes it did work. Did you have any early uh, Super Bowl predictions or picks? Who do who do you think's gonna make it out this year uh, 
is this it for for Tom Brady and the Patriots? I'm I'm kind of hoping it is. I'm about sick of that act. I want the I want it to be Chicago versus Cleveland in the Super Bowl. Oh, see, that's not realistic. This is why, this is why they no longer have a podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> see, that was Jason being savage think, that time. I, that was not I, I pull out the Mortal Kombat. Finish him. That that was brutal. That was savage. <laughs> no, I I want to see that too, uh, Renard. I want to see the Bears playing the Browns in the Super Bowl too. But uh, no, that's. that's <laughs> 100% and if you unrealistic. Can, if you, hey, if you can live through a Madden tournament, you might just see it. Oh, jeez. He does. He can but and he that's does. The only, that's the only place that you'll see the Bears and the Browns in the Super Bowl is in Madden. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's true. It, if it will you not control be both life. teams, if you, you'll actually have to be sitting there with a controller in each hand playing that Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, I don't see I don't see any AFC team with the ability to unseat the Patriots yet. The closest thing would be Jacksonville, but I just cannot put my faith in Blake Bortles. I can't. Nor should and you. And the NFC. I said, nor should you. Right. I mean, I, and the NFC I can't pick because. The NFC has too many options. There, there are a lot of options. I made it easier on myself by uh, I picked the Saints to win the Super Bowl last year after the Vikings beat them in that horrible uh, fashion with the, the 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 crazy Stephon Diggs play. I said that I just <laughs> it felt like one of those plays that the Saints stewed about that all off season and they're going to come back pissed as hell and and I, I already picked them. Right. I already picked up to win the title this year just based off of that. I mean, the NFC is – you could legitimately pick two teams from every division and and have an argument in favor of every, two teams. I, I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a hard time picking that, that second team from the, from the north. You well, legitimately can say the Vikings or the Packers. So you're higher on the Packers than I am, then, because I don't know how I, high I am. Yeah, I mean, if, anytime Rogers, you have Aaron, Aaron, and like you said, I'm if, not the Packers. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but if Aaron, you know, it's it's hard to pick against and bet against Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers gets them into the playoffs, they can do damage. I mean, there's no doubt, absolutely no doubt. And Aaron Rodgers can throw two hail marys in one game, and both of them be caught. <laughs> No, that was, was a feat. Quite amazing. That was a, that was a feat. I mean, you know, one of them, one of them was just get, one of them was just to get to midfield. That's a Madden shit. That shit would get you shot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, if you do two hail marys to go the whole length of the field on back-to-back plays. You used to think that was only something you'd see in Madden, right? That happened. This is true. Like I said, Andre and I have had some wild shit happen in Madden. Like, he'd play against me, and I'd be just, like, dink and doink and dink and doink, and then I'd get the ball with, like, 12 seconds left before the half and 92-yard touchdown pass. He'd be like, what was that? <laughs> Super secret turbo button, my friend. 
No, that was. It's like you it was, played it was, that the whole game, and now you want to do this. Yeah. No, what really what would kill me would be the eight yard slant pattern in which I'd have five or six defenders ready to make the tackle and none of them could get to to the guy that's that's running the ball. And it's like, okay, what the fuck is that? What how how did you manage that to avoid every single tackler I had lined up for? That's what would get me. <laughs> that that's what made me want to pull out the magnum right there. They took a bath and left no. <laughs> before they came before they gathered the game. And yeah, just to avoid all all contact. Uh, if you didn't murder me after the go for two game, then <laughs> I knew I was I knew I was set. So, and see that is have, have your fans heard the go for two story? Because you got oh, yeah. to hear the go for two story. Oh, it's legendary. See, <clears throat> so me and Andre, we were very competitive when we play these games, you know, and we're playing. It wasn't, and it was NFL 2K, so this wasn't even Madden. That's why it was safer. This was NFL 2K, which I actually <laughs> thought was a vastly superior game until Madden nixed the franchise. So we're playing, we're playing NFL 2K, and we're playing a very tight game, very tight game. And Andre scores the touchdown, and all he needs is the extra point to tie the game, and we're going to overtime. He literally scored the touchdown to force overtime. He's just got to kick the extra point. And everybody who's ever played video game sports knows extra points are just sort of compulsory, right? They might as well just give you seven. I've never seen an extra point missed in the history of video game sports. <laughs> I know the 35 yard thing now, maybe, but back in the day of the chip shot, you never missed. I mean, you could have put zero power and all the way to the left and it's doinking off the upright and going in. So right. he's going to, you know, so he's, we've, this is new year's Eve. He's, and I've, all my buddies are over. And they're all chanting, go for two, go for two, go. They just want him to just go for two. And, and this is not Andre's move. You know, Andre is, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the right thing. I'm going to go to overtime. And he, he lines up and he's, boom, he goes for the extra point, but he fakes it because he's going for two. And he throws this swing pass out to the running back who just has this, like, I mean, the whole field's wide open. This guy is just going to walk in. And then, like, out of nowhere, he just totally gets Mike Jones in the Super Bowl <laughs> and just blown up literally, like, two inches short. I don't even – I mean, the defender. I just had this defender, just like this mad dash. I'm hitting the sprint. I'm running over there, and I just – and blow him up. And Andre's so convinced. Super secret turbo button. The super secret, super secret turbo. Andre's so convinced that he had the touchdown that we had to go. This was one of the first games where you could do like the super zoom in replay. So I'm, <laughs> and you can actually see on the replay where my dude is wrapping him up, and his guy is like bent in half, reaching the ball <laughs> forward like uh, towards the goal line, and it and it gets to like maybe two inches away, you know. Um, oh, so you the, had the Madden version or the video game version of Tennessee Titans versus uh, yes. So that's basically Rams. what I did to him on that yeah, on that two point conversion. Mike Jones on Kevin said, Dyson, yeah. Mike Jones them at the end of that game, and he just couldn't believe it, and he's just sitting there, and he's just like stunned. He lost. He didn't go for two. He didn't do what he should should have done. So then one of my buddies, <laughs> of course, Loser. they're all drunk. And it's New Year's, right? We're all drinking. We're all having fun playing video games. But my buddies is like, what the fuck are you doing going for two? Andre gets up, and he's, like, looking down on him like he's going to murder him. He's like, you told me to go for two. 
and the guy's just sitting there. Did you just ask me after you told me to go for it? Yeah. And the guy totally just deadpans it and goes, I'm drunk. What the hell are you listening to me for? (laughs) And it was just, and so ever since then, that was loser. Andre's nickname has been Gopher. Gopher 2. So. When Andre and calls me on the those friends phone, saw me for years and years me, and years. Says, hey, gopher. gopher. Hey, Gopher. So he's always, ever since then, this happened 18, 19 years ago? Yeah, it was like two, two years, years ago. A long time ago. But ever since then, there is a small group of people who Andre knows who will not call him by his name. They will only call him Gopher. And now yeah, because of the Somebody's going to call him Gopher on the wrong day. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Because of no, today's events, I'm, yeah. I'm, I now have license to go get a Glock and, and <laughs> take out anybody that calls me. Somebody's going to call him Gopher on the wrong day. And so like I said, when Andre, if Andre calls or texts me, it actually just says Gopher on my phone. To this day. To this to day. This very see, day. Jason, you get away with that because you've known him for 30 years. Other people don't know him that way. That doesn't stop them. They're 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 savage just like Jason is. That's why they're all friends. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I guess that would be I guess that would be true. <laughs> I, I can't deny it. All right, uh, Renard, we've kept you long said, enough. You... I, I I'm curious. What teams are your realistic dark horse? They're a dark horse, but you wouldn't be surprised if they pulled something special off this season. Oh boy, see you're you're you're, you're dropping on us before we do our season preview next week. Uh oh. So you know, this is usually that moment where Andre and I are trying to like outdo each other because we've had like three years in a row where we just have the same damn teams for every sport, <laughs> and it's getting to be really boring. Where we think, oh man, I've got the sleeper this year, then his sleeper's my sleeper. I mean, we literally, what, two two seasons ago had baseball with every team the same. Yeah, all it six was, playoff teams. It was the we most. Had, we was, had all all twelve of them were all the same. Yeah, all the most boring season preview show of all time. So, <laughs> but oh, you can go first here. A, a dark horse, you know, you know, I can't say the Forty ers because. Uh, no, I can't say that because we already deemed it, the we already season. no because we've already deemed them the the sort of hot shit. Pre- Alleluia. 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 So so a little bit of backstory here, Renard. So you know that uh, you know Andre and I pick games against the spread, right? That's what we do. I was totally, I was told, I called Jimmy Garoppolo running out the string as soon as they announced him the starter. Probably my best call last year. As soon as they made him the starter, I was on the 49ers every single week through that run, pretty much. And and I think maybe I missed one where I lost faith and I had to do my Hail Jimmys um, after the game <laughs> for penance. But, but yeah, Andre did not believe it. Andre was just dead set against this. He was picking against Jimmy Garoppolo like, you know, like a metronome, like just just clockwork. He was not on. Some board. of those I was just games laughing. were very tough games that the 49ers had yeah. no business winning. So right. I just didn't think that was going to – I didn't right. think it was going to happen. So the reason I had to do penance was because I went against myself when they announced Jimmy Garoppolo was the starter, and I said he's going to run the table, and I'm just like, hey, you're, you're an idiot. 
and then they, and then they did it, and I lost faith. Some, and, and I think it was in the fourth of the five, and I lost faith, and I pitched against him, and I and he he shoved it up my ass, and I deserved it. <laughs> but we have an award that we give after the season, which we call the Houston Texans Memorial Award, which because every year the Houston Texans are the hot pick coming out of a season because it used to be that the Texans would be like four and eight, but then they'd win four in a row to finish the season. So the 49ers did that to a T. So it's hard. We can't call them a dark horse team because everybody's on them because of what they did last year. So, so that was the explanation why I said we can't use the 49ers. I know it was a bit long winded, but yeah, but I at least was the guy who had the 49ers to run the table. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm playing the hallelujah music for him because the way everyone praised him, it was like he was the next guy. Yeah, he He actually stole that music from Dak Prescott. Right, he used to be the next coming. (laughs) And then he had a bad year last year, but now Jimmy Garoppolo is the next coming. Jimmy Garoppolo is the next Tom Brady if you read certain publications. See, I'm one of those people that when people talk about Tom Brady. Uh Uh-oh. When I no, make sorry, I needed. I, I almost had to get my bark him, bag. <laughs> I don't give him the credit that most people give him. That you're on, you're you're in you're in you're in good company then here. Yes. One of the problems is even if I say Tom Brady is the the fifth best QB of all time, people take that as an insult to Tom Brady. I'm like, dude, you're the fifth best QB of all time. A, a sport that is almost a hundred years old. I'm still saying you're you're number five of all of them in history. That should not be an insult. Because why are you hating person, Tommy? You hate Tom Brady. Why are you hating on Tommy? The first three championships were the defense. Now, oh, that's totally. Very realistic. The yes. first three were the defense. Yeah, I actually I thought that. Brady. I actually thought that uh, Vinatieri should have been the MVP of their first win. I mean, people forget there was debate if he should even be playing in that game. Right. They we're trying to get Drew Bledsoe ready to get back in there. Drew Bledsoe had had an MVP-like season up until he got injured. Drew Bledsoe, everybody talks about it. Tom Brady took that job and and never gave it back. No, Tom Brady just was not that great of a quarterback. He just didn't mess up. He is the art artist of that time period of the game manager, and that's what he was. And people talked about that like that was a problem. The other reason I don't have a, I don't talk about Tom Brady as being so great is in that 2007 season, that was all Randy Moss and West Welker. And, and in recent years, Tom Brady has looked extremely human. Mm-hmm. When uh, Gronk has not been in a game, he has looked really human. To me, that shows the most important person to the team is the coach, not the QB. I'm slow capping over here. <laughs> you're, you're basically telling uh, Jason's you're story, what he's been yet. saying for, for years now. <laughs> you are giving me. You are giving you are giving a speech that I have given that I have given on on this show uh, many times. It but is, what, it actually, I used was saying, no, I've I, used the S word. Tell my top five QBs of all time and put put Brady at number five or six. Sure, there's nothing wrong with being number five or six of all time. 
Yeah, no, the, the insult, the sort of the backhanded compliment that I always give Tom Brady is he. I call him the greatest system quarterback of all time. I will agree with that, too. Wow, I like this guy. You guys are, are kumbaya. You your, yeah, yeah. When you look at your Dan Marinos, your Joe Montanas, your Brett Favre, your John Elway, mm, your – I don't know about Favre. Favre had like that four-year peak with Holmgren when I think the coach was as important to Favre as anything else. Once Holmgren left town and the gunslinger came back out in Favre, he, he wasn't anything special. He was special to watch. He was fun. But he lost – he had that – that three or four year window in like 95, 96, 97, 98 with those back-to-back Super Bowl runs where he was no doubt the best quarterback in the game, but he never sustained mm-hmm. that. He, he was the most fun quarterback in the game. Um, and he was, he was a highlight reel, but I don't know if I, I would probably put Favre after Brady. And I mean, that's like, I mean, it feels like I'm stabbing myself right now with an ice pick, <laughs> but I'd probably put Brady above Favre. I wouldn't and that, that hurts. Favre, not because not because uh, Favre wasn't a gunslinger, because he was, but I felt like Favre made players better. I don't feel like I don't even feel like uh, I don't even feel like you can definitely say he was better than Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning used to take no name receivers and give mm-hmm. them contracts. Look at T. Y. Hilton. Pierre Garçon. These are players that we wouldn't care who they were yeah. if it wasn't for Peyton Manning. Right. And Peyton's the best I ever saw. I cannot say that Tom Brady has ever done that for anybody. Did, Andre, that can you still list? say that with your mouth so full? Hey, watch it. What? What? <laughs> I, I, that's all, all I said was Peyton Manning's the best quarterback I, I ever saw. And, and I'm not going to go any further. I know. You know I how know. I feel about Peyton Manning. I, I know. You've got the man crush on Peyton Manning. It's okay. You know how I feel I about mean, him. But there's a list of people that I can put in front of Tom Brady, and people think it's an insult to Tom Brady when I do that. No, it really isn't. But I'm not a victim of recency bias. And that's recency and people, are. Don't people that wrong. count rings as well. Yeah, in a, in a, on a team on a team with fifty three players, you would think in the NFL that that the ring count matters the least. It's not like basketball, right, where one person truly can win the championship. When Tom Brady was out there, people still had to be making plays, making picks, making sacks. I, I mean, that, the, the, yes, they had that twenty eight to three situation. You know, when they came back against Atlanta in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady didn't do that all by that himself. Was, that game, I give to Tom Brady. I give that. Well, I, I give Brady. the last. I give the last like 14 minutes of that game to Tom Brady because up until that point he played like total ass. <laughs> I mean, he did. I mean, he'd thrown a pick six. He was missing guys. Um, no, that game. That game turned around. You, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta let them come back. Tom Brady took it. Well, that. But Atlanta let them come back. I didn't mean like they let them come back because they were throwing the, you know, they're not the, they're not the, the black Sox or anything like that. But Atlanta <laughs> that was, did that a was, series. Uh, it, yeah. It was like they had that to was do. Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, yeah. No, there that you was, go. No, that was, that was the, those, that was Shanahanigans. That was oh, Kyle Shanahan. Right. That was the Shanahanigans came back one last time to get me. 
Yeah, you definitely were on that uh, the entire time. The, the the play calling, the offensive play calling was what lost that for, yeah, for it was like when they needed to be conservative, they were too aggressive. And when they needed to be aggressive, they were too conservative. It was like, yeah, it, it made no sense, you know. They got they got the, 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 the play that should have been the greatest play in the Super Bowl in that game, which was that sideline toe-tap catch that Julio Jones had to get Atlanta mm. down to the 25-yard line. You're at the 25-yard line. You have one of the most accurate kickers in the league in Matt Bryant. You're playing indoors. You might as well just run the ball three times right up the middle, kick a 40-yard field goal, and take that 11-point lead, and, and yay, there's two minutes left, and the game is over. And then all of a sudden, it just becomes this comedy of errors and, and holding calls and refs not calling. I mean, uh, Mohamed Sanu got tackled by his face, and they missed that completely. I mean, you just had this whole comedy of errors that happened, and all of a sudden they're punting, and it's like, oh, boy, this thing. It, you just kind of knew. I knew. I knew because I'm a Cubs fan and a Falcons fan, and I just got in the Cubs World Series. There was no way the world was going to let me get both in three months. <laughs> I was about to say, well, not that you remember that. every detail of the game or anything. It's if not like I play that Bomani over in my Jones mind fan, all the time. <laughs> if you were a Bomani Jones pet fan, he he has notoriously said, I got off that narcotic years ago. Don't get on that narcotic. And he, right after Atlanta lost, he cracked so many jokes that next day on the air. Like, I told y'all to get off that narcotic. I told y'all to get off that narcotic. It was just hilarious. I mean, like, I'm one of those people that still was even mad in 1998 that the Dirty Bird was even in the Super Bowl. I loved that one. That one was great, though. I, I loved the, the that, honestly, I will, that Super Bowl. Honestly, I will still say, I will still say that that 1998 NFC Championship game is the best championship game I've ever seen. And not because I was personally invested in it. That was a great game, and that was not a that was not a bad Atlanta team. You got it. People don't remember that that was a fifteen and one Vikings team and a fourteen and two Falcons team. It was not a bad Atlanta team. You're correct. It was not even a bad game. I just hated the outcome. But we were we were robbed of an extremely fun Super Bowl with the Vikings because that Vikings team was was just a ton of fun. They blew it. They did you the had same Moss thing. On one side and Carter yeah. on the other side. Yeah. And Randall, Randall Cunningham, Cunningham just bombing Randall, away, not giving a Randall damn about Cunningham anything. Could have gotten into a super. It would have been. It would have been fun. They may not. They may not have beaten the. They might not have beaten the the Broncos that year, but they would have probably put up more fight than Atlanta. Yeah, because Atlanta, Atlanta, that was more fight than Atlanta. That was a waste of time. Well, oh, that that was a terrible Super Bowl. Yeah, but that was back in the that day when we, we just Super got Bowl. bad Super Bowls. That was a bad Super Bowl. It was a very bad Super Bowl. That was, that was, of course, the Eugene Robinson get gets bust man of the year. You know, uh, man <laughs> of the year. Eugene Robinson gets gets busted. Nothing like winning the Christian Man of the Year award and then just get and then decide that you're going to go celebrate by getting a blowjob from a hooker who's an undercover cop. You know, you, you get the Man of the Year award and you, you're like, well, I don't feel like a man. What's going to make me feel like a <sighs> man? I know. I'm going to go out go out and get a cheap hooker. That'll make me feel like a man. I want, to, I want to go get blown by an undercover cop. Yeah, that'll, that'll do mean. it. And then get and then get burned by Rod Smith on an 80-yard touchdown to start the second half. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't remember that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you don't remember every part of that. Enough to forget. This all that did a couple of seasons ago was add to 
the stuff that Atlanta fans want to forget. I, I still love my Matt team. Ryan was like real the Cubs. Hey, I, I went through this with the Cubs. Come on. Does it get much worse when you, when you have to put up with the Cubs? And Bartman and 84 and all the stuff I had to put up with Cubs, as being a Cubs fan. And today they finally won it See, all, right? 84 was the Tigers. The Tigers were a better team when they won anyway. If the Cubs oh, went to the – to the world that would have been a good. That would have been a good series, though. We don't know because it will never happen. But it yeah, been... I'm kind of with Renard there. I think the Tigers were a juggernaut, and the Cubs would have won maybe one game. But you're, but we should have had a chance that to find out. The, the rightful team won. You, I will give you that. We we lost out on some good Midwestern TV ratings. Detroit versus Chicago. That would have been fun. But. I think the the rightful team won. Yeah, the Tigers are going to win no matter what. But um, yeah, but... the 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 Bartman season, I I don't blame on Bartman. No, I don't wrong. either. I'm on record. I'm on I record. I... On for one, they still had a chance to win that game, yeah, and I'm for on... two, they had a chance to win that series. You cannot blame one play on that entire series. It's not like when the Red Sox used to lose and that was the end of the series. Yeah. They still had two more games left. Yeah, yeah, Andre, if I ever get, like, disabled or something and I'm not able to do a few shows, it's good to know <laughs> that you can call Renard into sub for me because he says exactly the same things I say. Right. <laughs> note for note, word for word. And I'm not disagreeing with, it, it, with either one of you either. Yeah. <laughs> But now back to your original question of trying to figure out sleepers for this year. Uh, we had neither one of us have really done the the sort of the research that we do for our preview show, which is next week. Yeah, uh, so I don't. Sir. I I don't know who I'm gonna That's have. I might have a different sleeper. This week and change by next week. Yeah, because yeah, somebody somebody could get hurt. Oh, always. In the preseason, even though nobody uh, have you seen a preseason with less people playing? Oh my because God. everyone keeps getting this, hurt. This, week three is supposed to be the week where everybody plays, and nobody plays. <laughs> nobody yeah, played this week. I mean, it's because there's there's sick of everybody Nate getting hurt. Like nobody playing. He was the one that had he he threw all his, he put in all his chips. Fit none of my starters are playing. Now, I mean, in his defense, one could argue this is the – the Bears had already played three games. Right, they had the Hall defense, of Fame game. Right. But yeah. after he did that, it was like every coach in the league said, oh, he gave us permission to. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm not playing my guys either. Hell with it. I mean, we had the other night a nationally televised preseason game that ended five to nothing. Do you know that, Andre? And that was a good oh, game. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was a great game. I enjoyed oh. watching that game. Oh. It actually looked like football. <laughs> Cleveland Browns football. Five to nothing looks like well. Well, first of all, Tyrod Taylor gets hurt, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, he's done. Now they're going to bring in Baker Mayfield, and this is going to be the, the story. And then Tyrod Taylor's like, no, I, I'm going to go play. They actually, said, I'm actually going back. the hurt. This you is my job. The hurt guy yeah. went back into a preseason game just because he didn't want to lose his starting job. So well, and that's, he did not want to get turned into Tom Brady. I mean, well, Drew Bledsoe. 
but but Tom Brady was like a what a fifth or sixth round draft pick. They brought in Baker Mayfield. He's gonna be the guy. Tyrod Taylor doesn't want to lose a job because he wants to get enough on film to audition for another team to pick him up. Yes, this is true. If he and if he's on the valued bench. him at all, he wouldn't have let that happen, though. No, that's the coach's right. fault for even allowing that. How do you let your starting quarterback look like he breaks he breaks his hand on a fall on the sideline yeah. and let gets him go back, back in there in a preseason game? <laughs> when everyone else is not playing anyone at all, you're yeah. letting your starter play and he hurts himself and you let him back in again? What? Yeah. I, think, I don't know what I the think, hell. Uh, I think coaches hate Tyrod Taylor. I mean, Tyrod Taylor got benched <laughs> by Nathan Peterman for ben- Nathan Peterman last year. I mean, uh, Tyrod Taylor's—I don't know—he must have rubbed people the wrong way because yeah, you got they, Hugh Jackson. So what you're saying is they let, like, yeah, go on out there and get hurt again. They let yeah. you, like, go and get hurt. We're gonna let you yeah. get hurt. We're gonna let you Coach? play out there to get, so that Baker Mayfield doesn't get hurt. That's what they're saying. Coach, I think I broke my hand. Um, well, can you still grip the ball with the with the right hand? Your right hand. Which right? hand? Okay. Which right, hand? You're good. Go. Which hand? Son? Go ahead. My, my left hand. All right. We'll just go shotgun snap the rest of the game here. All right. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. Well, yeah. Toss some tussin on it. Yeah. The tussin. I, I I don't know how you how you let that happen. Uh, I, I I I'm I can only go by the little bit that I watched tonight, but I was impressed by Arizona. So I'll throw that out there as a very early sleeper possible pick that they look like they got a defense that's going to make the plays and not make the blow up. Like the, I, and on the other side, I'll tell you, I'm scared for the Vikings because they have a team full of guys like Harrison Smith and, and Zendejo that, are, that <laughs> they make, they, they made their career trying to light your ass up. And now it looks like if you do that, you're going to risk really hurting your team by having multiple 15-yard penalties and really setting everybody back. And then Kirk Cousins, the cherry on top, to come in and throw the the, the wrong pick at the wrong time right when you don't need it. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a little afraid for Minnesota this year, i got to be honest. Yeah, if, if I'm picking a sleeper team right now, and again, I haven't looked at anything, and Andre knows I do a lot. I do a lot of this sort of on gut feels anyways, but I do like to look at like – I haven't looked at a lot of like roster movement and things like that. There, there was a story developing last year that unfortunately was sort of sidelined and ended for us and was sort of overshadowed by Jimmy Garoppolo and what the 49ers did with their run late. And this was, you know, and, and so my, the team I'm going to pick is a team that had their run early and is not getting a lot of run right now is the Houston Texans. Wait so, a minute. That's the Memorial preseason sleeper team. You're, you're, you're it's saying the that Memorial. You have- but I'm so yes, but th- 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 it's the awards <laughs> named after that. But no, I actually really I like I love Deshaun Watson. He's a ton of fun. Oh yeah, he he made that team viable. If the defense the defense was just a shell last year, but again also because they had no quarterback, so it's just no different than what happened with Aaron Rodgers. That defense got a not a very good defense to begin with. It's amazing how good your defense is when you have a great a good quarterback who's moving the ball and keeping you know putting points up on the board, putting pressure on the other team. How the Packers defense suddenly was like 26th in the league when Brett Hundley took over. Um, I, I like the Texans, and then be the, and, and they're, they're being overshadowed in their division because Andrew Luck is coming back, so everybody's quick to just go and fillet the quarterback. And the Jaguars were, geez, what? I mean, a, ten minutes away from the Super Bowl. 
with Blake Bortles yeah. as their quarterback. So everybody, so so they're overshadowed in their own division. But if Deshaun Watson did not get hurt last year, that's a playoff team. If Deshaun Watson does not get hurt last year, he's a he. But he's rookie of the year too. He's rookie of the year, arguably MVP. I think I still gave him Rookie of the Year on our show, didn't I? <laughs> For four games? For four games. I think I still gave him, because he was electrifying. It was, it was an ele- uh, you took the word out of my mouth. It was an electric four games he played, that's for sure. It, it's Yeah, I mean, if you're going to come in and make an impact as a rookie like that and make football fun to watch like he did, some of those games are classic games. That game they had up in Seattle, a game they lost. Yeah. Was just mind blowing how much fun it was. That duel between him and Russell Wilson, just bombing it out, airing it out, back and forth, and you know, and, and no holds barred. And, and Deshaun Watson reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson with a better arm. I mm. think I think Russell Wilson is a poor man's Deshaun Watson. I think I just said that. Okay. Well, you two, I <laughs> you, you, two, you two got together before the show and got your notes. We didn't together, compare so. any notes. Oh. <laughs> It sounds like it. I mean, Russell Wilson, I have never been that much on him. I put Russell Wilson in the same conversation of Tom Brady in that he was a perfect person for that scene at that time. And I don't think that he was all that great. He's not bad at all. I, I, I'll put him in the top ten QBs in the NFL. Now he sounds but, like you, Dre. Right. But with that in yeah. mind, would Russell Wilson be who he is on most of the other teams in the NFL? I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's really good. He's not elite, but he's really yeah. good. He is still to this day, and I've said it countless times on this show, he is the only one of those breakout option quarterbacks that's had a sustained career because it was him rg3 and colin kaepernick two of those guys were run first guys and flamed out the guy who was the run to throw run to open up the deep ball run to open up the pass is the guy who's had the most success and won super bowl and that's russell wilson and should have won two he should have won two i still to this day believe kaepernick should have won one there's an argument uh, for that. that, that Wait, the that, one when the, the lights, the, light. the one when the, the one when the lights went out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because if you remember, if you have their rhythm was thrown off by when the lights went out. Yeah, Baltimore lost. They Baltimore, they lost. They well, the intensity that Baltimore was keeping up, the light, uh, the power outage just took away, and they could not sustain that. But that comeback that it, Kaepernick it, led was basically an, an, an open field tackle away from being completed, or, or else they, you know, yeah. if it wasn't for that, he might have actually completed the so whole if thing. If we're gonna say, if we're gonna say Russell Wilson should have two, I'm gonna at least defend Kaepernick should have at least one. Yeah, but it was, you know, but all of it was sort of the culmination of that one. That was that was that lockout shortened season. These, the, the league did not adjust to these run-first quarterbacks. You know, Colin Kaepernick had a game against the Packers in the playoffs where he ran for 180 yards and didn't get touched for, like, 175 of them. It's amazing That's performance. That's when the college game, right around right. that time period, is when the college game said, okay, you're going to recognize us. 
And the, right, but then the next season, when the league adjusted to those guys, I still think Russell Wilson was the only one who made the adjustment. Well, Russell yeah, you can Wilson keep doing that in college, but not that, in the NFL. On that right. season, had a true team around him. Right. Well, yeah, Russell you can Wilson get... had a much better team around him in comparison to RG3 and Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick had a great defense around him. Colin Kaepernick had one or two people to throw to. But I wouldn't say he had an overall team the way Russell Wilson did. That's fair. I mean, Russell Wilson has, in a short period there, had one of the best defenses of all time. Yes, one of the, the best Legion. defenses of yeah. all time. Had he had he had what every QB desires in a running back. Because yes, the the problem is he didn't have an offensive line, and that's still his problem. The problem is Daryl Bevel calling plays at the end of the game. That's a different problem. That's <laughs> that's a different problem. Cause... We're gonna catch the best coach team of all time asleep. That's a good play. Run that one, guys. Uh, oops. I mean, I mean, they always said, "Yeah, we we were able, we were prepared for that play because we had just practiced it." We yeah, that's what Mal- Malcolm Butler. Oh wait, Malcolm Butler, who's he? Well, he would have been useful in the last Super Bowl, don't you think? I mean, we're still waiting for him to pit the field. <laughs> Malcolm still, Butler said that that play was all coaching. That he made that play because of coaching. That when they when that when they watched the film of the Seahawks and everything in the coaching sessions, and they saw the Seahawks line up in that formation, that he knew mm-hmm. where the ball was going too hot, and he knew exactly where to be. So he wasn't going for the player. He just ran to a spot, and oh look, the ball! Hey, look at what I found. And that was, and that was what Malcolm Butler said right, right after the game. I don't know what he said right after the last game because I think a lot of it was bleeped out towards Bill Belichick. Right, a lot of I a mean, lot of experts. Bill Belichick outcoached himself. Oh yeah, he outgeniused I, himself for sure. I believe I said that. I believe <laughs> I said that's the end of the Belichick era. <laughs> yes, this is why I think the Patriots are done. I don't think they will ever get out from sort of under that. Um, I do think there are teams in the AFC that are good enough to, to go to the Super Bowl. But I digress. Well, you, you called them dumb. Oh, so I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it is time for football to start. I can't wait for the next couple weeks. The next couple of weeks got to hurry up and move by fast because I need football and I need for I need for these games to count because there's a difference oh, between yeah. e- yeah. even when even when it's a bad game you still at least look at it okay well that made my team one and two these games not counting it doesn't have the same oomph that you need it to have so I yeah the only thing to- the only thing I come out of these games looking at is who got hurt. Right. Yeah, yeah. who and got see, hurt? That's another thing, this this particular season, I can't tell who I'm looking at. At least in past seasons, I used to be able to look at and say, "Okay, I want him on my team." No, I don't want him on the team. I don't feel like I know anything this season. Hmm. That's that's where I am. I feel like I'm blind too. I, that's why I'm partially why I'm afraid to pick these games. <laughs> Well, I, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do a lot of my, you know, and I, I've watched some preseason. I mean, I've seen, a, I've seen a couple of the Packer preseason games, and I've seen some of the replay games on NFL Network. 
but but nothing's really jumped out at me. You know, you've got a lot of these analysts who are doing nothing but you know sucking these rookie quarterbacks dry. If the guy throws a pick, it's not his fault. Uh, you know, and it's like, come on, it's like there's just like a whole industry that's being built up now about making us think that all of these top drafted quarterbacks are all going to be great. Now, newsflash, they're not. This is not the class of 83 that we just got here. They were all and, being called projects great. on draft night, though, so I don't know how anyone oh. thinks they're going to be all that great. Now, we know how well that's turned out, right? All these quarterbacks, you know, like Tim Tebow was a project, Johnny Manziel was oh. a project. Oh, oh, and, yeah, that's it's gone really well. Of all of the QBs that were drafted this year, who do you think will have the biggest impact just on this season? Lamar Jackson. I, I was about this to say season? the same thing, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this season. I think Joe Flacco's on a short leech or he's going to get hurt. He's or if, he, if he has another game like he had against Jacksonville in London last year, I, I could see Harbaugh. Harbaugh is probably – coaching for a job the way they've been underperforming. I could see Flacco getting the short leash and Lamar Jackson coming in and, and doing his best Deshaun Watson impersonation. Hey, but see, you picked Lamar Jackson for a completely different reason than I picked Lamar Jackson. I picked Lamar oh. Jackson even assuming that Flacco starts 16 games. I think You think he's going to be a, a, a slash guy? Well, not necessarily a slash guy, but have enough of a package to where he impacts he impacts actual games. I don't think any of the other QBs, even if they start, their impact on this NFL season will not be felt. Lamar Jackson is the only QB in a position to where his impact can be felt. I'll defer to both of you guys on that. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you. The first to pop in my mind for the rookie quarterback to have an impact. Um, and I'm not saying playoff spot, but if Todd Bowles has gotten the dead weight out of the, Sam out of that Donald. defensive room uh, and can actually put a defense on the field that maybe Sam Darnold can lead the jets into some sort of relevancy. Maybe. Maybe. But see, I think that was, a, that was a bad decision getting uh, Brandon Marshall out of that room because as much as you may or like, may like or dislike Brandon Marshall, every QB needs a, needs a security blanket. I don't feel like anybody on, uh, on that team is a go-to person. No, I don't, well, I, I don't. I don't even think Brandon Marshall has been a go-to guy for a few seasons now. He was, was, about to say, I don't he think was in his first season with them. He wasn't last year. I'll give you that. He was not last year. Yeah. His first season with them, he was a security blanket. I mean, the Jets were just woefully terrible last year. They were. I can barely even remember who was playing quarterback for them last year. They were so terrible. Your, your guy, Jake McCrown. Oh, McCrown. That's right, because interception, uh, I mean, turnover Bernie Sanders went to Tampa last year, right? <laughs> That's right. I tell you, I have a turnover for you, and there's a turnover for you. <laughs> Democratic socialism, turnovers for everybody. There's a guy out there. Like that, my, uh, it's my new Bernie Sanders. Do you like that one? Uh, I need some work. It's, it's, okay. it's coming along. Okay. <laughs> well, now that Interception Santa retired, right? I mean, right. He retired 13 years ago, but he officially <laughs> retired. 
there's a guy out there that can be a go-to receiver for some team, and he's still unsigned in Des Bryant. Am I the only one that still thinks Des Bryant is good, or did uh, did did he lose it and I just missed it, or what? I actually, you know, and I, 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 I think I, the problem with Des Bryant is if I have a young QB, I do not want Des Bryant on my team. Yeah, like T.O. Bryant, <laughs> right? Des Bryant, even with. Dan Bryant, even with uh, Tony Romo, was like, throw it to me, throw it to me, throw it to me. So much here when Dak Prescott was spreading it around. It's like, I don't need to throw it to you. Dan Bryant is not a good QB, in my opinion, for a quarterback that has been there for under three years. Now, did Dan sign? Have a, if, no. That's I, why I didn't I, think so. Okay. I really thought that Green Bay was going to pick him up. Maybe still. He thought Green Bay I don't. I don't know why anyone hasn't picked him up. He's still yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers could make a start and out as Bryant. Aaron Rodgers, just like Brett Favre did before him, and Peyton Manning did as they make bummed names. And what you find is when you bring in a name guy to feed to that quarterback, like Randy Kinnan did, let me. You actually bring in the name, the thing goes crazy and blows up. You know, and you know, and Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and Peyton Manning made names out of guys because you know they did because every time those guys left town, they turned into bums. Right. <laughs> this is true. Where is it's like Ray Jordy Nelson? Jordy Nelson, bum. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with Jordy Nelson this year. Totally bum. Hope you're an official him. prediction. Bum. <laughs> He's Brady Quinn done. Uh oh. Hey, wow. So everybody no, that's making your fantasy football advice, there you you've been told yes. by Jason, do not touch Jordy Nelson. Don't touch Pack. Don't never touch a Packers receiver after they leave town. They go into like witness protection for receivers. <laughs> uh, I just saw James Jones on the uh, on the TV reverse for their quarter, their running back never become a running back for <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Oh, don't get – we don't have time for Jason to get started on Ty Montgomery. No, oh, God. <laughs> the worst. Just the worst. <laughs> I don't even know. What, what were they thinking? I, okay, don't get me started on Ty Montgomery. Don't get me started on Mike McCarthy. Uh, Mike McCarthy favorite coach. is a lame duck this year. He's going to get fired. He's done. He's done. He's got his street named after him. I bet my my prediction for this year: Packers miss the playoffs. Mike McCarthy gets his ass fired. Now I'm done. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I, I can see that. I, that's why when you said two teams in the in the North, I was like, uh, well, the Lions? Are the Lions making a resurgence? I mean, the, I mean, you the, can I actually, I, I actually think the Bears the Bears two. may have a legitimate chance at second place in that division with that defense. Oh no. I'm a Bears fan, <laughs> and I believe the Bears made a legitimate improvement on their yeah. roster. But I still put them as the number three team in the NFC North. I still it's, put it's the close. Lions in last I'll tell play. you what, though. It's closer that that spread between second and third. It could be only a game or two. It's not going to be the Packers are 11-5 and five and the Bears are in third place, you know, at 6-10, and 10 and the Lions are 3-13. and 13. I mean, it, it's going to be a little closer. I think the Bears are a better team. I hate the Bears. So, for me to say that, Andre knows I'm throwing up in my mouth a little. <laughs> All right, Renard, we're, 
We're about to get cut off. Uh, we're running out of time, so I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. And like I said, uh, anytime you want to come back on, you're more than welcome. Well, I look forward to the invite, and I look forward to inviting you gentlemen on to our show soon enough. Sounds great. Thanks, man. All right. That was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. I didn't think you told me he was going to have to jump out. We got him for the full two hours. Yeah, I, I didn't know how long he was gonna he was gonna hang in there with us, but once you get rolling, you know, some sometimes you, you get it rolling and you don't stop, and that's that's what we did. But but now we're about to be finished. Now we're about to be done. Now we're done. Uh, season right. preview next week. Looking forward to it. Labor we'll Day. We'll figure and the day out after. our. We'll figure out the way we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing uh, a Monday night, Tuesday night is what I remember. That's right. All right, that sounds good to me. Uh, Monday night. Just to let you know, I'll let you know, may need to be a later one because I work late on Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll adjust the time if we have to. Yeah. That's, that's fine. So I'll, I'll, when I find out what my work schedule is for Monday, I'll let you know. But Monday may need to be 10 o'clock, but Tuesday for sure will be a 9 o'clock show. You know, the website, the, the Blog Talk Radio website is going through some different changes and stuff. So this is really interesting. It gave me the on screen that the, the show is over and, and all that. So usually when we get sniper, we still can't talk to each other, but we're still going and it's going to, you know, it's a minute after. So I have no idea if this is being recorded at all, but we're still, at least we're still communicating. So I, I, I can't wait to listen to this Very show. Strange. Yeah. It's the after, after show. <laughs> I can't wait to see how much of this is being picked up. If we can, we're just going to keep going and keep going forever or what? But. <laughs> it's like we had the uh, draft aftermath aftermath. Now we're going right. to have the after the after show after show. Maybe I, I don't know how much of probation is. right now. I don't know how much the I don't know how much this is live, but it, we're so off the air. I can't even do a drop anymore. The the, the screen is closed. Yeah, I'm so gonna I'm like, gonna guess that we are probably not recording. So it will be interesting to see if this makes it to air. I mean, if I get the announcement for the show and it says you know two hours and two minutes or two hours and three minutes, I'll be like, oh. Well, but it usually wow. says that because because of the ads that they put in before and after that we don't get oh, paid for. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll just have to skip all the way through. This is a fun show. I I enjoyed that. That was that yeah. was man. That was that was, that was like rapid roll. fire. That was. Although, <laughs> I always think I've got these like contrarian opinions. I guess well, I don't. Other people are allowed to agree with you. you oh you man! Know. I mean, Renard. Although when we did have our round table, if we we should have recorded that, we should have recorded that dinner conversation <laughs> that me and you and Renard and Cass had. And we should yeah, have just that, live. That was we should have live tweeted or live whatever that, because that was like this, doubled down because we were just firing across that the was table. This, and, that was this with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and parking tickets. <laughs> That's right. It was more I about that. I should have got a ticket. Damn it. I, you know, I, I actually know went I'm down to Chicago. So, you know, I, we've had a show. We had we've had a show since I got back from Chicago. So, you know, I took I took yeah, Trinity down were... for the trade fest. But um, no parking tickets this time. No speeding tickets. No, I turned on red at four thirty in the morning when there's <laughs> nobody around. Tickets that I got one time when I went down there. Oh, they they're ready to get you for anything. They well, they I mean, come on, it's the most bankrupt. Still, other than me, it's bankrupt. <laughs> Illinois is completely bankrupt. They are going to try to make money any way they possibly can. So uh, the fact that I was able to get in and get out 
and not have to pay anything to the state of Illinois is a win. Well, Chicago police would try to get you for anything for years anyway, even before they went bankrupt. So. Oh, man. But even more so now, yeah. And as, uh, you know, August uh, 26th, end of the day update here, we still have a 25-point lead in the fantasy. <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Did that, you know we were as high as 25 now? No, I, I, I yeah. stopped paying attention because it's over. At 25 <laughs> points. Uh, we actually, a couple of days ago, had twenty a 27-point lead. Jeez. So this is starting me now racking my brains going, is is this the biggest we've seen? I think so. I think it's Secretariat. I mean, this will be the biggest we've had. Running away. But, I mean, as long as I've been in the league, I can't remember a first-place no. team lapping 25 points. No. I definitely don't remember that. I mean, the, the last time when we won and we knew it was over at the Trade Fest, we had an 11-point lead. I mean, we coasted with an 11-point lead through the second half of the season. Uh, we're sitting at 25. And our, no, and our whole pitching staff is hurt. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, no one's uh, got so, this, this is the so, yeah. Warriors over the Cavaliers. This, this is over. <laughs> well, it's like every time one of the teams behind us makes a breakout, another team just pulls them right back down into the pile again. <laughs> so Meanwhile, we're just running free. Yeah. No, so I don't, I'm, I don't enjoying, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying looking much. at the standings showing us at 93.5, and the next team is 68.5. That, that's, that's stupid. That's just stupid. So, yeah, oh. we get to Labor Day in a week, and if I'm sitting at Labor Day 25, 20 to 25 points ahead, yeah, I'm just making the compulsory moves, the moves I need to make, basically, so we don't get penalized. Right, exactly. Just you know, so I'm keep not it legal. Five. That's all you're hearing about. Yeah. Yeah, but basically I'm sitting there, I'm looking at four out of our nine pitchers are hurt. And the three, our three starters are, are Mike Fires, Carlos Carrasco, and Carlos Rodon. They've all been like rock solid. Carrasco's right. had one bad start, and Fires got traded to the A's, who's now like a, a stud. And Carlos Rodon just has been—I hate the guy, and he's pitching amazing. He's <laughs> been dominant. You would have—you would have fallen out of your chair when I drafted him this year, because <laughs> you know the hate—the Carlos Rodon yeah. hate runs strong with me. I know. And the fact that well, I bought him, but I also only bought him at $3. I love him at $3. Of course. I never well, liked hate, him as a $10 guy. The hate for any White Sox pitcher uh, yes. runs deep through you. So. Well, and what I'm loving watching with this White Sox rotation is everybody gets destroyed, and then Rodon gets and a win, Rodan and then everybody on, yeah. gets destroyed again. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Kopech, first two stars, looking good. So yeah. maybe he'll... Yeah. Stick around for a yeah. And even though he was a, a casualty of me trying to win the league by every, as many points as humanly possible, uh, I am excited to see Eloy Jimenez come up. Oh, he, he, he did come up? No, I'm, I'm excited to see him come up oh, okay. when he yeah. comes up. Because oh. Eloy Jimenez will definitely get a, a, a championship ring if I hold on to this lead because Eloy Jimenez <laughs> net the spooky bets. <laughs> He had a big impact on the on the championship. And, and Mookie Betts has been everything as advertised since we traded for him. Yeah, he's he's a stud. He he hits for power. He hits for average. He steals bases. He he, he scores runs. I mean, he's a five tool player. He, he really is. And he and, he and you know, what's funny is ironic is before the season started, I told you he's the guy I wanted. Mm-hmm. 
like the guy I was going into the draft to get, but I wouldn't get them at thirty-seven bucks, and we still got them anyways. Yeah, no, so I, I remember that. It all, it all, it all works out in the end. I, I can't imagine all of this is being recorded, but we're we're still going. Yeah. I know we're still talking. We're just talking baseball now, and, and 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 I have I have realized that Joey Gallo is the Adam Dunn of yeah. baseball now. Yeah, he is. I hope he doesn't it, have a year but, where he hits one fifty, but yeah. But he's he up is. to two twelve. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what Adam Dunn would do for ten years, and then he had that year where he hit one fifty, and then he had to retire. Yeah. So and Chappie hit two home runs today. It's just every day somebody goes out there is going to hit the home runs for us and drive in the runs or. Or, or, or Willie Peralta is going to vulture some save for us. Whatever. It's a charmed year. Just, just I, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, it, it, I mean, I've never been part of a fantasy team where we're up by this many points. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm still not sure I like this team. <laughs> I still don't. I still got questions. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still sure. not sure about these guys. I don't know. No, I, I think I think I'll look back at the end of the year and be like, man, we I put together a good team. You know, I, I came out of the draft. We worked our I worked my plan, spent no money on pitching, threw it all at hitting, spread the money around. Everybody slumped, but then everybody also, you know, everybody got hot at different times. So there was you were sort of slump proof. And once they started hitting, it, it was just over. That's how you do. That's how you want it to work. You yeah, got guys that are down. You just have to have other guys usually, pick them up. It, just it never works. Work out right. like that. So this year right. it worked out, and and we'll see. You know, this is very reminiscent of that second team that won it all for us because it was that cheap pitching staff with good keepers and a spread out offense without a real superstar who got us into a position to make deals to get the superstars. You know. And uh, go from there. And now that Jose Altuve is back, it's just like, okay, just the rich get richer. Come on. <laughs> Icing on the cake. It's like it's like next week when the Cubs get Chris Bryant back. Like, they're doing all this right now. They've got a five-game lead, and Chris Bryant's hurt. Oh, yeah, they were talking about that in the in the game they were playing at the little bit that I was watching yeah. was that the Cubs had the best record in the National League, and then they went down the list of their disabled list. Yeah. With Brian. It's like, and wait a minute, you... they have the best record and the highest run differential in the National League, and their team's just either slumping or hurt. And I, I don't hurt, know. Their ace is hurt, yeah. their MVP yeah. is hurt. Everybody wants, you know, people were like, oh, I don't know about Theo. He's not making all the right moves. And then he goes and trades for Daniel Murphy for nothing. Oh. Let's just add this guy that just destroys the Cubs, <laughs> and now he's one of us. <laughs> One of us. One Let's of go get us. this guy who just completely like just rakes at Wrigley Field, and since they picked him up, he's been doing nothing but raking. Of course. So. Of course. Yeah. Five oh, game dear. lead. I guess I'm all right with a five game lead. Oh, and Cole Hamels is dominant. What? Oh my uh. God! Have you seen what he? <laughs> this is this is he's doing oh, the Verlander, right? Yeah, really. He's, he's literally doing exactly what Verlander did last year. He's in this terrible situation with a dog shit team, just kind of going through the motions, and then it's the, the team can a new lease on life. For him and he's like, Wait a minute, I feel better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's doing his Dan Fielding. He is four and zero oh with a point seven nine ERA. Did you did you see that stat? 
I knew he'd been dominant. I didn't know exactly. That's his record since they picked him up. 4-0 and with a 0.79 ERA. Yeah, that's dominant, all right. And a couple of days ago, he threw the first Cubs complete game of the year. <laughs> which is a terrible stat. That's embarrassing. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of the It's almost Labor game. Day, and you got your first complete game. That's something like the Rays would do. I was about to say, at least they're not starting guys for one inning and then sitting oh, them down. So. This bullpen game shit, this just got to go. It's not going anywhere. Do you're you realize the Rays are they're playing 500 ball doing that shit? You're telling me that they don't have a guy in double A who they can just call up to burn five innings? Remember uh, at the beginning of the year when, when I was talking about they got two guys that they'd like to slide in there, and they both got hurt, so – you know, with Honeywell and uh, Jose De Leon. So they figured, you know, instead of giving these innings to some bum that we don't like as much, fuck it, let's just start these relievers and just keep doing that. And if it, if it, would, if it didn't work, they probably would have scrapped it because it's stupid, but it worked, unfortunately. And, and now they're sitting there at 500, and, and people are going to start imitating them now and, and doing the same thing because you, you, there's no downside for an, organiza- for an organization to do that. Because if you don't give those starts to kids, then they can't say later on, hey, I got so many starts, I need to be paid. No, you don't have any starts. This bum that we got out of the bullpen has got all the starts, but he's not going to get paid at all because he's a bullpen bum. So, of course, organizations are going to love doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just stupid. So, yeah, what do you think the odds are that this is actually recording right now? Like zero? Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.